What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Mo Monroe is wanted for the financial terrorist attack Black Monday. Black Monday was my idea. It's me, Wizard Wall Street himself. Mo is back, baby. Welcome back. All the smoke. Been a minute, my guy. My brother. Good to see you. You're back. <laughs> How long has it been? It's been a couple weeks, right? Couple weeks. Crazy. Glad Man, to be we got back. an amazing guest. Um, L.A. legend, Boston Celtic legend, NBA champion, Paul Pierce, man. One of the hardest nicknames you. ever. <laughs> One of the, the realest truth. nicknames ever. Oh, boy. Appreciate you. Um, before we get going, obviously in the midst of, of, of someone we were all very close to, uh, our brother Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. we want to shout out our man Inc. One for man. adding Kobe to the mural, man. Incredible. Mural, it's crazy. Still don't seem real. I know, right? Mean, it it means a lot to us to have him on our wall, just like he meant it meant a lot to us when he was here. Um, for us, Man. you know, we were we were some guys that really appreciated him while he was here and really admired him, an idol of mine. So to have him on his wall is only right, bro. Yeah, yeah without a doubt, man. Damn. Well, let's let's just start there. We'll we'll go back, but let's start. What did what, what <coughs> you and Kobe were going at it for a long time and, yeah. and met up in the finals and, and tell me and then like I said you being from here and him representing LA so much and you what was Kobe Bryant to you in some of your guys' matchups overall? I mean like truthfully um, Kobe was like one of the few guys that I just like was in kind of like all of. We like, all were. <laughs> like I played mad against everybody but him we always had like a different type of relationship. Um, I think it was more out of respect too. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else I pretty much couldn't care less about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seemed right. that way. I mean, off the court. and um, But, you know, just to have the opportunity to match up with him, uh, know him on and off the court um, was special. I mean, it made me who I am, mm-hmm. pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I got my nickname 
after a Laker game, matching mm-hmm. up with Kobe, mm-hmm. won the championship versus pretty much and kind of like cemented my legacy um, playing against him, right. you know. So uh, he he meant so much to me in the basketball world. And just to see him be gone like that, it was just, it's like you almost lost a family member, mm-hmm. or, or you did, you, did you know. Like, I've lost family members, I've lost friends and stuff, but for some reason this one, like, hit, mm-hmm. like, one of the hardest hit, hidden ones. And He was untouchable. He's like, damn untouchable to us. Like, yeah, right? You anything can happen, to, it can't happen to Cole. It's supposed to happen to Cole, right. Right, and so, like, it really... Like even today, man, I'm like it just looking at the real. mirror. Yeah. Like it's like it's hard. It's hard, man. Rest in peace to our brother Cole, man, and Gigi and everyone else in the tragic accident January 26th. But yeah. um, let's get to it, man. A lot of people don't know you from the Bay. Yeah, yeah. You're from the Bay, talk to a talk lot, to me about a lot that of people bit. don't know I'm from yeah. Oakland. They I know was you born. was Inglewood Paul, but you Oakland Paul to begin with. Yeah, so I was born in Oakland. Yeah, my my two oldest brothers they played ball too. They went to Fremont High School, but then we moved out. From Oakland, I, I really didn't get my basketball. I, I wasn't a basketball in Oakland. Mm-hmm. No basketball. I was mm-hmm. football and baseball. So you wasn't the nicest in the family. Yeah, of course I was the nicest <laughs> in the family. <laughs> I was. My brothers was good. A lot of people don't know. My brother got drafted by major leagues, uh, San Francisco Giants. Word. Uh, my brother okay. Stephen Hosey. My oldest brother played Division One Wyoming. Okay. And uh, you know, so I started in Oakland, but I was like. I turned into a hooper when I got to L.A. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 10 years old, you moved to Inglewood? Well, I moved to East Side L.A., okay. like Normandy and Imperial. For everybody, people in L.A. know that area is not good. <laughs> <laughs> so then I stayed a year over there with my relatives. Then we moved to Inglewood when I was like 11, a year later. Mm-hmm. We moved to Inglewood. And then, you know, all my friends hooped. It was like on the weekend, you know, I want to play baseball or football, tackle. You know, I used to play in the streets, tackle. Mm-hmm. Everybody hoop, so I was just like, shoot, I got to fall in line. Mm-hmm. And so I started hooping. I really didn't like hoop like that. Mm. But I was taller than everybody, and I was like, let me let me start hooping. So I was kind of like a late bloomer, truthfully, uh, as far as the hoop gang. A little chubby kid. <laughs> Real out of shape. If y'all seen these pictures, y'all wouldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when did you kind of fall for it? Like, when did you kind of figure out, like, okay, I, I could do this shit? It took a while, man. I mean, I was like, I, I, was, I think I was skilled. <clears throat> Uh, I remember I got, I wasn't, I first got on the first traveling team or, or, you know, YMCA team. Yeah, it was a YMCA, my first organized basketball, Inglewood YMCA. Shout out to the Inglewood Y, mm. Baron Davis, Andre Miller, mm. Will Palacio, Jason Hart. We all mm. came out of Inglewood Y. And I wasn't really getting no minutes. And I was just like, man, I don't, I don't know if I like hooping, man. I ain't getting no minutes. I'm over here in my feelings, like tearing up after games. I'm in the sixth grade, not getting no minutes. And then that's like, shoot, I got to work on my game, mm-hmm. pretty much. It was just like, you know, my mom's was strong. She was like, well, you got to practice. You got to right. get better. What right. you think you going to be giving to you? But this is before, <laughs> like, trainers and shit. This is when we used to just go outside and play all day. Yeah. Go play at the park with the older dudes. Like, this yep. is before, like, we That was my train. workout, we played going outside. to the park. Right, right. <laughs> going to the park on the weekends, outside, indoor. Right. We mostly play outdoor. Yeah. You know, so you're going to come home with scrapes mm-hmm. on your knees. Yeah. Bloody knees, playing Elbows. with older dudes. And that's mm-hmm. where we got tough at, man. That's where my DNA come from, playing in the parks. You know, playing against grown men, gangsters who don't know how to play but going to foul you all day. Right. <laughs> that tough shit, me or yeah. you. Yeah, so, you know, that's where, I, that's where the DNA uh, come from when you see how I play. So tell us a little bit about the scene 
in high school around you? Because there was a lot of players that you played with coming up that made it. Yeah. You know, like the first pro I was ever around was Chris Mills. Mm. Uh, from Fairfax. Mm -hmm. Everybody so, respect Chris Mills. <laughs> OG. And Sean and, and uh, was it uh Sean Higgins? Uh, yeah, but it was it was Chris Mills and Sean Higgins, and uh, they would come up to the high school and hoop. And this is my first look, you know, at a pro life, real life. Oh, coming up in the bins, you know, <laughs> I'm looking at their cars, I'm looking at their swag. I'm like, I'm like, mm -mm. you know, this is what it's like when you're in the league, and they don't miss. <laughs> I'm looking at them shoot. And, you know, I looked up to them, you know, cats like Tracy Murray, they was all coming up mm -hmm. before me. And then my peers, you know, we got a lot of guys out of high school that was real good, Ricky Price, you know, I was just talking to Pooh about this. Um, Toby Bailey and all them cats. It was very competitive. I mean, Matt, you once you got Cotton, to Shea yeah. Cotton, yeah, I was Corey up north, Benjamin. So I was hearing because that was when it was the only time we battled would be in the state championship. Mm -hmm. So it was the, the you know the down south crew and, and up north people. Mm -hmm. so. Did you did you hoop against Luge? Oh, Luge me, man. That was my up. guy. He was like the next Magic. Yeah, we went to junior high together. That was my mm -hmm. guy, Stace Bozeman. Yeah. Stace Bozeman. Yeah, you know about all these mm -hmm. cats, huh? You yeah. digging deep? Y'all yeah. dug deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that might have been one of the best high school teams I ever seen. Morning Side High. Mm. Like if y'all ever get a chance, they got a documentary actually. Uh, you should check it What's out. What's it called? It's um. Uh, you gotta look it up. The Morningside High School Class of '94 documentary. You can look it up. It's like yeah. It's, yeah, people don't even know about this. Mm -hmm. Like it was. This was the best basketball team I ever seen, but they had a lot of drama. Yeah. You really gotta see it. Who were some of the greatest? Like I said, could you have seen them all out here? People that you that never made it. Man, one of them was Shea Cotton, dude. Mm -hmm. Shay Cotton, you played against Shay. Did you know LeBron, you knew yeah. about Shay Cotton? Did you yeah. know about Shay yeah. Cotton? Yeah. What? Yeah. Man, on, man, this Sports cat. Illustrated freshman high school. Yeah, unreal. Oh, he was he was Shea, Harold Miner in high school. I never. He was one of the coldest young kids I ever, ever seen. I was one year older than him. We would be in sixth, seventh grade battling. This is what I was chasing for like years, years. And you know, you turn around here in the sixth grade, way up line. Boom, Duncan, I'm looking like, but like Duncan, like a man, strong though. though, like strong. muscles, all that. <laughs> I never. This was LeBron before LeBron. Right. Yeah, no question. But left-handed and left-handed. Yeah, I tell these people about him all the time. Man-child. That yeah, says Doc. Yeah. Man-child. Mm -hmm. Man-child. Shout check out, out Shea Cotton, man. He was unreal. Mm -hmm. I remember. I remember going playing um, in L.A. Uh, Nike camp, and mm -hmm. L.A. came to L.A. and it was him, Baron Davis, and Mateen Cleaves. And Ronnie yeah. Fields. Ronnie Fields was coming. And they yeah, were in the dunk. Man. And Corey Benjamin in the dunk contest. Ooh, Bro, I could goodness. not believe what I was seeing. Did BD win that? Oh, that when he dunked for the uh, free throw? Nah, nah. Um, uh, Ronnie Fields won it, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But him and Shea was going back. I couldn't was imagine that dunk. People don't know these high school uh, cats. They all had bounce. It was unbelievable. Super strong. Corey Benjamin was taking off from free yeah, throw yeah. in high Easy. school. Yeah, <laughs> and we were all we were all hood babies too. Oh, all hood God. babies, we were oh, all hood God. babies. We was having a good time too, bro. Damn. So we got Shay Cotton. Who else? Of course, Baron Davis. No, but uh, no, but I mean like that that didn't make it. That didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, that she was playing. Man, again. I say like Ricky Price. Mm. Oh man, Ricky yeah, Price was like I thought he was the next Jordan. Like he was the number one player out of California in '94, and I played on. We played on the same team. I was younger than him. And he was like MJ mm. to me. Mm. Like he, he was the first cat that I seen that was like six 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 seven with handle, got jumper. Usually back then when you was that tall, they made you play in the down post. Low. Played mm -hmm. you made you play down low because that's where I was playing. I was like, shoot, I got to get my game together. Like I was mainly a post player, mm -hmm. and when I was watching him, I was like, I got to get my jumper right. 
his pull-up, his, he was dunking on handles. I was like, oh, shoot, if I want, I'm looking like Jelani Gardner, six, yeah. seven point yeah. guard. Jelani was, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, we had some talent come out of L.A. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, a Duke lot of guys was, made it, but a lot real. of guys didn't. A lot of guys didn't, though. It was killers, though. I think maybe, you know, just sometimes when you get it too early, you get satisfied, and I don't know if that's the case with them. I don't want to speak mm-hmm. about them like that, but, you know, they always was real good since mm-hmm. young. I was a late bloomer. I think that's what kept mm-hmm. me hungry. Right. You know, I didn't get invited to camp until my senior year. You know, a lot of cats was going to Nike Adidas mm-hmm. camp since, like, ninth grade, and, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't even get an invite to Nike camp, by the way. Mm. So that's how late a bloomer I was. It was like Adidas camp and – the rest is history. Yo. That's where I blew up. You play. You play AAU. Play AAU with KG. You almost yeah. got KG to Inglewood before he ended up in Chicago. He told that you like? that. Oh yeah, man. We, we ended up talking to him about it on the show. You know, yeah. shout out term. This is term segment. Term, term was said, involved in this term. segment. No, listen. Hey, term though. was getting love on this show. All the smoke. Trust me. Trust me. Shout out term. Shout out term. Sir, I remember uh, term coming on the team. I was on K Swiss first term. We <laughs> team K Swiss. So we wore case. We sat. We wore oh, K Swiss. So Our team was so broke. <laughs> we wore K Swiss, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like people didn't know they made basketball right. shoes. I still, I'm just finding out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how broke our team was, dog. I'm telling, we was all neighborhood kids that came together and, and just hooped. And uh, one year, so this is our senior year, going into our senior year, we uh, we somehow get get uh, KG. Shout out to Thad, the coach who mm-hmm. saw KG at camp and was like. I got a kid on the West Coast, you know, you need to come play with in this Vegas tournament. We would lose to Shea Cotton in this tournament every year, second place. And so we brought KG in. He stayed at my crib in the wood for the week. We practiced at the high school. You know, people heard of him, so we was having practice, and it was open gym, so they will let everybody come in and watch. watch him. Yeah, and watch. Man, we looking, I ain't never seen a cat this tall, seven feet out here just dunking. Like, y'all seen KG in the league, right? Dude, this is high school. I'm talking about every time he block your shot in the stands, he like, ah! Oh! Like, like, I think he was worse young. Like, that's how I was. I never, nah, it was, I never seen, like, y'all see this in the league. This didn't just happen in the right. league. Yeah. Like, the intensity was like that. And oh, I wow. never seen nothing like this. I was like, damn, sweating everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was kind of saying though he seen Jelani he seen Jelani doing that Jelani McCoy doing yeah. it too they matched up yeah, yeah that's they what matched he up he in this tournament yeah. so he said he had to turn yeah, up Jelani. on Jelani yeah. oh he turned up on him man he blocked we so we played him in the championship we get he fly him out we play in this Vegas tournament we meet in the championship we get to the championship again but this time we got KG we got all the top players Shea Cotton Lujami Man Jason Hart Ooh. Jelani McCoy they all on one team yeah and it's just me. KG, turn. Said <laughs> uh, Aaron, these other cats, if they watch this, shout out to yeah. y'all, man. Said was on the squad? Said was on the squad, oh, too. Oh, my God. Said was like a little Tony Allen, a little defense. <laughs> he, was, he was garbage, though. He was, he was, he was hey, nasty. Hey, low key, because I don't want to get upset, but you remember that was you told me how you turned around and gave him 21 in high school oh, and ruined okay. his whole confidence. So I was like, oh, Said couldn't have been nice. <laughs> Nah, he was he was just a little defensive player. I gave him like twenty one in two minutes. <laughs> he know that. That's facts. That's facts. That's facts. But we wound up winning the tournament. You know, afterwards, KG lived in South Carolina, but we was in Vegas. You know, he a country kid. This is first, mm-hmm. right in the city, South Carolina. 
But while we in Vegas, he tell you the story how we had him like jumping out of cabs, running. Mm-hmm. We was like, we was we take a cab, like, all right, y'all, we going to Circus Circus today. So we about to pull up Circus Circus. We ain't got no money. So we jumping that. in a cab. <laughs> so we like, all right, look, we going to meet over here. So we going to dip the cab. Boom, we jump out. We run and KG don't know what's going on. <laughs> he, he like he looking like what we doing. <laughs> and we start breaking it. Then we get inside Circus Circus. We all meet up. He was all heart racing fast. He was like, man, what is we doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, let me know next you time. You know, he a country cat. He, just, he don't know that. Like, nah, this is what we do. doing. You know, yeah. turn. He said, we like, we jumping out the cab. We, we weren't no taking money. no cabs in the South, Chief. Everything's no, walking. This is in Vegas. This is in Vegas. We, but, but he right. used to yeah, walk. He ain't used to that. Everything's walking right. distance in the South. Yeah, he don't know. This is too much. It's too many lights. Too and then worlds. to go from South Carolina to Vegas. Oh, man, he was like, man, y'all too wild out here. Because I tried to get him. So he was moving South Carolina. And I was talking to him after the tournament. He was going to come play with me at Inglewood. He was mm-hmm. like, man, I want to move. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving South Carolina. I need to get out. He had his trouble out there. So it was between Chicago and L.A. But I just think we was a little bit too much too for him. Much. But little did he know going to the Chicago was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we was this close to being high school teammates. So growing up in L.A., obviously, you're, you're a Laker fan, right? Magic, yeah, Showtime. Man. Talk about that. That was a must. I, I wore a Lakers sweater. I'll show y'all pictures. I got a Lakers sweater I used to wear every day to school. <laughs> got, every day. <laughs> no, it was a hoodie mm-hmm. that I got. I mean, who could not be a Laker fan? From here? I grew up right down the street from the Forum, mm-hmm. right there in Inglewood, watching Magic. I hated the Celtics. It was mm-hmm. just like, you, you you from L.A., let alone Inglewood, where the Forum is. Right. Of course mm-hmm. you're a Laker fan. How can you not? How can you not be? I mean, so that's what makes it real ironic when I get drafted to the Celtics. Right. And I didn't even work out for the Celtics. So then when I look back at my career, man, it's like, damn, some shit is meant to be. Crazy, Mm -hmm. right? It's crazy how it all play out. I heard you speak on it before, like, you stay an extra year in college because you want to come out and possibly be the the number one pick. And at that time, it could have possibly been the Clippers, right? Yeah. So I had – the Clippers was the number one pick. And I was like, ooh, I want to go home and play. Mm. So I worked out for them. And then I asked him for a second workout. Like, fuck it, I'm I was projected here. to go number two to the Vancouver Grizzlies. And so the Clippers wanted a big man. They picked Olo Candy. Mm. And then I was like, all right, I'm locked in. I'm going to go to Vancouver, play with Sharif Abdul-Rahim, mm. me and him. Killer. Then the draft come, I just slipped. I'm All-American. I'm a top five player in college. I'm up for National Player of the Year. So I'm wondering, like, why is it I'm slipping? I'm slipping in the draft. Like, all right, I'm going to go no worse than top five. Golden State Pass. I can tell you the same order. Clippers, Denver. Uh, no, Clippers, Vancouver, Denver, Golden State. No, five, no, Toronto was four, Golden State five. And then you got Milwaukee, Sacramento was six, Milwaukee, Dallas, Boston. Mm. And that's I went to the gym after that. When I got picked 10th, I went to the gym and I was shooting. Uh, Clippers. Uh, Denver, mm-hmm. uh, Vancouver, all the teams that passed me, yelling out the coach, who the coaches? Boom, Larry Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is all, this was my motivation. So you coming out with vengeance then? I, I'm coming out because I'm, I'm competitive. I was competitive. I want to be the number one pick. I want to, if at worst, too. So now all these eight, nine teams that passed on me, 
Y'all gonna feel yeah. this one. And, but, but before that, in Can you went to Kansas. How how was that like joining joining that tradition and your time in Kansas? That was curly top Paul. That was curly top Paul. S curl yeah. Paul. S curl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know about the S curl. Dude, I'm gonna tell you though, know, like going from Inglewood to Kansas mm. was ultimate culture shock. shock. Yeah, imagine. Like straight up, like I never seen farms. I never, <laughs> I never been. I lived around all minorities, black, mm. Mexican. That's all I ever grew up mm. around. Like, and then you go and you seeing all these nationality, white, Indian, live uh, cattle, like, <laughs> like live <laughs> cattle. I'm like, man. But I needed to get out of L.A. You know, I was kind of like, wasn't really a great student. Um, was almost didn't make it because of my grades. Luckily, I got a scholarship. But I was like, I could have went to USC. You know, all the West Coast, because UCLA, UCLA actually just won a national championship. So I was supposed to be the next in line to help mm. him win it again mm. as a top player. So I was just like, I knew myself, and I was just like, dude, I was getting in trouble. I was out in the streets. It was just, you know, it's me and my mom, and I'm doing pretty much whatever I want. Mm -hmm. She working two jobs, you know, night shifts, and not getting home till late. So you're doing whatever. And it's like, you know, my older brother's is out the house. But I was like, I need to get out of here. I need to get to Kansas. Like you see in the Minnesota Society. Mm. When he went to Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm that story. You go reap them. You gotta go reap them to Kansas. Huh? We said you need to go reap them to Kansas. Yeah, I need to go reap them to Kansas. So I went out to Kansas. Like, this is where I need to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I need to get away from everything, man. Focus on school and just hoop. And I just and I stayed there in the summer. I was like, I'm not mm. coming home. You know, I have friends that's, that's been discipline killed. discipline, too, because you remember, I think about it, people always trying to get home in the summer, especially going yeah. away to something like that. Yeah, I mean, but I had friends that lost their life in high school. Mm. I, was just, I was seeing this in front. I'm seeing this at a young age. I'm like, you know, I need to get away. You know, something can happen to me. I live in a, a volatile area. Mm -hmm. And so I need to get away, man. And you got to be mature. You got to know when you see the stuff you see as a kid, you like, no kid should be able to like grow up around gunshots firing every other night. You putting your hands over your ears, losing friends at a young age, and when you see that, it just you grow up fast, man. Mm -hmm. You try to make tough decisions, and I decided to get out. College basketball was real back then, cause that's kind of really before people started jumping straight to the pros. You mean so yeah. all the best players were in college for yeah. two, three, four or three, four years? Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Man, college was a was a scene. You had. Kentucky, Antoine Walker, Allen Iverson, mm. Ray Allen, Kerry Kittles, mm. Marcus Camby. You had, I mean, it was so many. Tim Duncan, mm -hmm. Keith Van Horn. All this, this is my college era. Like I'm talking about, everybody was staying to their junior year. Right. That was least, leaving early. Le yeah, leaving your junior. That year was, was early leaving back early. In the day, right. Uh, until you know, KG was the first one out of high school. People didn't know you can go out of high school. He went out in '95, but everybody was leaving their junior year. Mm -hmm. Man, we Mike Bibby. Oh mm -hmm. man, they put us out. He put us out. He put me out the tournament two times. Mm. Mike like, was a killer. My freshman my, year, we my, I was supposed to go there and end up winning the national championship. Mike freshman year, they won. Year, they yep, they beat us to go to Final Four. We was yeah. the favorite that year. They came in him and my son. Who, who was your team? Mike man. Dickerson. Yeah, Mike they Dickerson. They had a mob. They, they had a mob. Who was on your team though? Just just for people who don't know, I played with uh, Jock Vaughn, yeah, who made right. pros. Shout mm -hmm. out Jock. Uh, Scott Pollard played in the pros. Rafe LaFrance played in the pros. Then we had a scrappy guard, Jared Hass, who's Ooh, coach tough. at Stanford right now. Uh, was tough. Shooter. 
Yeah, we had Billy Thomas was a shooter off the mm-hmm. bench. He ended. He had played some years in the pro too. Uh, so them was so looking. We had a pro squad. Yeah, we was real. supposed to win it. Right. Mm-hmm. We was supposed and a to win it. Coach. And with Roy Williams, Allen Fieldhouse, man, you don't even know. When I stepped on that campus, growing up in LA, going, I went to USLA games, and they was the champs that year. But when I stepped on and I saw a Kansas game, it was like nothing. I just knew I had to go there. Mm-hmm. The crowd. I mean, y'all see it on TV, man. Mm-hmm. It was just like. Something I had to play for. People don't understand. Like I, I mean, obviously went to UCLA, but when you come, you're at UCLA, SC, no matter what, there's it's LA. So there's always yeah. so much other shit going on yeah, too. There's the Lakers, yeah. the Clippers, the Dodgers, whatever, whatever. When you go to one of these small, like basketball, is absolute life at Kansas. Life. North, we was the North pros. Carolina, right? That's the only show in town. So the environment is suited for you guys. Yeah, I was signing autographs like every day. Like right, crazy. <laughs> we was like the pros. Like we going places, getting free. Everything. Food, mm-hmm. at the restaurants. I'm like, I felt like a pro already. And it was just like, damn. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I already made it. <laughs> you, you, you'd, be, you'd be surprised, man. This, I don't know. Like, it's, it's different. It's different. People spend the night. People put wheels on their tickets. Yeah. Pass them, <laughs> like, seriously, they yeah. pass them down. And I'm here, I'm seeing this. Like, damn, this is my first real, like, feeling of, like, crazy basketball culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I never seen nothing like this. And then, like you said, up until that point, you hadn't been around none, this pretty much all white people out there, right? Yeah, for sure. And they all loving day. you, loving you. Right. <laughs> I went, I went to junior college in uh, Butler, in Butler, mm-hmm. Kansas. For like, oh yeah, for like I know three, about four Butler. Weeks. I know about <laughs> Butler. I couldn't do it. I, I was, said I couldn't do it. Me and Lee Nalon down there selling weed. Yep. Couldn't yep. do it. <laughs> couldn't do it. Lee was cold. I, uh, I, I was down there three weeks game, and I couldn't take it, bro. Talking about a culture shock. I could not take it. Bro. <laughs> I had to get up out of there. You got up out of there. I had to get up out of there quick. But knowing that, after you going through that and you grow up in LA, Laker fan your whole life, yeah. and end up a Celtic. I know. What was that? You know, like. I know that, was, was that was that was unreal. Like when I got drafted, when I well, got you was like, man, off, fuck that. I ain't going over there. <laughs> you ain't never had that. I, I was, I, you know, the thing was, stack. It was just like I was happy to be a pro, like we all did. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, that's, I'm in. at the end of the day, I'm in now. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't even think it really mattered where I went, but when you when I got picked, because it was shocking. I wasn't. I was supposed to go in the top five. Ended up number ten to a team I didn't even work out for. Mm-hmm. And so, but then it was the Celtics, and I'm hearing all these stories about Rick Pitino. I was scared. I was like shook. I'm like, oh man, I gotta My go play for. I gotta go play for Rick Pitino. I heard his practices is crazy. Like if I thought my practice at Kansas was hard, that's the only thing going through my mind. Uh, but I was like, man, I'm in now. I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. care if I play for the Celtics, even though I hated them growing up. I'm mm-hmm. in. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that's what it was all about mm-hmm. for all of us. We didn't care where we went. We, right, in. Get in. we shook the commissioner in, we in. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you. I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Tell me about your relationships. I mean, once you're in this historical franchise, Red Auerbach, Bill Russell, you know, all the greats. How did that, how how was that transition to meet um, some of these guys and understand the tradition of the, the franchise? Yeah, I had a chance when I first got there. I met Red R back at X. He had a golf, a charity golf thing he would do every year, and this is my first time meeting him. So I'm sitting on the couch, and he comes sitting down next to me, and I'm like, "How you doing, Mr. R back?" He was like, "You know, he got a cigar. <laughs> that that was real. He always mm-hmm. had a cigar." He was like, "Yeah, I watched you at Kansas. I didn't even think he knew who I was at the time. You know what I'm saying? He was like, "Yeah, Pierce, I watched you at Kansas. You need to do this for yoga." The first thing we just started talking basketball, and then. But now it's like, damn, this Red R back talking to me. So now it's like, damn, look at this culture. Bill Russell's around. John mm-hmm. Havlicek. These are kind of legends just coming around. Like, now I'm part of this culture. I go from one tradition at Kansas mm-hmm. to another basketball tradition where it's like legends everywhere. And they support. They got the games. They mm-hmm. got, they they off the court with you. I had a chance to have dinner with Bill Russell at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cedric Cornbread Maxwell. Cornbread. <laughs> That's my boy. That's my man, Cornbread. Uh, Tommy Heinsohn, just to just hear the stories. You know, you just like soak up all the stories. You sit there, talk to Russell. You sit there, talk to Heinsohn. Like, how was, you know, how was Bird? How was, you know, how was Hondo? You know, how was Havlicek? You mm, know, you, and then when right. you get a chance, it's like, History. yeah, you know, when you get a chance to soak that up and hear mm-hmm. about, like, you know, how was they off the court? You know, how did they, mm-hmm. you, you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be shocked, man. They Back in the day, they used to smoke cigarettes in the locker room. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have beers. Yeah, Whole six pack. Yeah, that was in the locker room refrigerator. They got pictures of that in Boston. Mm, that's what like Don get it from. Yeah. That's, look, Classic, they got pictures yeah. of guys on the cell just smoking a cigarette after the game. It's still in their uniform. Yeah. <laughs> like, people don't even shit. know this. That's like, it's a picture shit. with the beer case right there in the locker room. Like, yeah. people don't even know this stuff. No <laughs> game over, shit. So, you get to, so what are you, 20 when you get to Boston? Yeah, I'm Where, 20. I turned just turned 21. Where are you at just as a man? You know what I mean? A straight California kid thrown into mm-hmm. Kansas, which is kind of a culture shock, but ends up being great. Now you're thrown into Boston yeah. with all this history. I and- mean, the the thing is, too, like, as a young man, you just – you hear Boston is a racist city. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Especially for Africans. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And it, coming from L.A. and Kansas and going to Boston, it's like that's all you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I'm in a racist city. It's just known. It's known. It's like known. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like trying to find my way. I'm over here, got an apartment. I don't know, you know, which way is left. Snow, more snow. <laughs> <laughs> and 
another culture shock again, mm-hmm. re-culture shock, and <laughs> and you know hearing these accents, you know, and all Park I'm thinking, the cat. This, yeah, all I'm thinking, like, man, this city is racist. But you know what, <laughs> Boston is, has really, like, as far as sports, they pioneered a lot of the black athletes. You know what I'm saying? First black coach, first uh, team to draft a uh, African American player, um, and you know I learned about the history, but that still don't take away about how people are. But you know I really didn't have a chance to really feel a lot of racism because mm-hmm. I was a sports right. It's different. Person. It's, the it's kind different. of common ground. Yeah, it brings and, you know, both sides together, no matter who, what color, whatever the situation is. Yeah, and so um, you know I didn't I didn't know that life would come full circle that I'll be coming from L.A. to living in Boston all the years. Right. <laughs> so you come out with a strong rookie campaign. You made yeah. it. You come out the gates and strong. Talk about your first year in the league playing for the Celtics now. Yeah, so I came in with a chip on my shoulder. You As know? you should. Mm-hmm. I came in with just a straight chip. I wasn't going to, like, wait for nobody. <laughs> I was just like, I'm here. I'm pissed that these other teams didn't draft me. Right. I'm coming out. This is it. You only get one shot. <laughs> and this was my shot. I, I need to make a name for myself right now. Uh, that was just the fire in me, the competitiveness. And uh, I wasn't going to take a back seat to nobody. Right. I mean, that was my mentality. I was mm-hmm. just like, you either love me or hate me. Straight up. This is who I am. This is how I'm going to play every night, like it or don't. So coming from L.A., like you said, you made a conscious decision knowing what kind of shit you was running in the street, ripping and running. You make a move to Kansas to get out of California. You get to Boston. September 24th, 2000. Never forget that day. Stabbed eight times, nearly die. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. I mean, you know, it all started. I was, you know, I was young, you know, hanging out all the time, going to the clubs, you know. And so it was a night when I went in, Buzz Club, and I caught myself talking to some young ladies. You know, I'm single at the time. Next thing I know, one of the young ladies, I don't know if it's her dude. I don't know what. Next thing I know, a guy approached me like, that's like, you know, you don't talk to her. And I'm like, what? And she like, like I don't really mess with dude. Mm-hmm. Like, next thing you know, I'm in a tussle with him. <laughs> I don't know. It happened so fast, man. Mm, that's how I normally happen. It happened so fast. I don't even know how I got into it. It's just one dude right here. The next thing I know, the story come out. I was fighting with three guys. You know, once it was all over with, it's over. I'm standing up. I know. I didn't even know I was being stabbed. And so I look up. I got a jacket on. I look up, and I my jacket is red, blood everywhere. I'm I'm, I'm coming leaking down my face. I can really keep my eyes open. And they like, you stabbed. You need to go to the hospital. I was with um, Derek Petit and Tony Petit was at the club mm-hmm. uh, that night. But we kind of like separated. Well, you know, you're walking around mm-hmm. talking to females and stuff. Tony, a cool dude, too. Sorry. Yeah. And, uh, man, that night changed my life, man. I remember being at the hospital, banging on the hospital door and, you know, asking, am I, I going to die? Am I going to die? I'm having shortness of breath. And, you know, it, it really changed my life for me to get through that. Where you got stabbed at? I got stabbed three times in the stomach and five times in the back mm. by like two different knives. And then you hit with a bottle too, right? I got hit upside the head with, my, with a bottle. I got a scar on the right side of my eye. I had to have plastic surgery all on this part because it was all scraped out. Uh, I didn't even know all that. when you were adrenaline is flowing. Feel none of that. You, I ain't, you don't feel none of that. You know, I, I, I wasn't on the ground out of it. You mm-hmm. know, I'm up like, mm-hmm. and then it was over. I realized I was. This was all happening, 
And it was like, man, I had a big old scar. Yeah, so all this was happening, and I'm like, damn, I got to change <laughs> or something, man. I, I could have been, I could have been, I seen how many people I affected. Come on, man. You know, my, my like. It shook everybody. It was on the news. I mean, I'm getting important of letters and stuff. I'm just happy. And then, you know, the f crazy part about it, man, and how I, I respect life and I appreciate life so much, it helped me appreciate life. Um, I, I, I get home after two days in the hospital, and I'm seeing the news, and they show a kid, teenager, got stabbed twice and died. Mm. And I'm like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, man, I'm, I'm lucky, man. I'm lucky. I, I can't. I can't let my family down, putting myself in these positions. Right. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. stuff happens, though. You know, I'm still a kid, hanging out, having fun. I mean, you don't know. Mm -hmm. You don't know. And um, it just, it really changed my life. I don't think I went out, like, people don't know this, but I, I actually carried a gun for two years mm -hmm. right after that. I was mm -hmm. so paranoid. Like, I kept it in the car. I had mm -hmm. it on me. I was so paranoid. Mm -hmm. Like, after that, I was just like, I couldn't be in crowds. I'm like... You know, yeah. you something like that happened right. to you, man. It's traumatic, right. especially when you know when you going out, you ain't bothering nobody. And I right. guarantee you the dude knew who you was. And a lot of times, that's really just some hating shit. That's all it is. Yeah. But they expect you, they expect to, for you to take the disrespect and not defend yourself. You know right. what I'm saying? And it always right. turn the opposite for them, and they end up getting their ass whipped. But it all, <laughs> but, but 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 see what it is is you. You end up caught in a situation and you look wrong, but you really just out enjoying yourself. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. But that's that's the that's the shit that attracts us is when you're successful. But yeah. you know what, Stack? But the thing of us as as athletes, we we people look at us mm -hmm. and we targets. I mean, you see today, you know how rappers they getting killed. Mm -hmm. You know, certain things is happening to to guys, especially African Americans. We targets mm -hmm. when we get famous. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, don't know other culture, you don't hear about this type of stuff. No. It's like we hate on each other. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a shame. You know what I'm so saying? It's, it, it, it's the same type of shit, though. And this is a perfect example I use. A person that's not famous or make it out of your hometown and don't come back, nobody don't care. Let yeah. Paul Pierce make it and don't come back and give back. Or oh, he a right. sellout. He ain't shit. Oh, man. I heard you know all what that. Saying? But both of y'all are successful, but just yeah. the fact that you're more famous... You ain't shit. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, but that's just how it is. A lot comes with it. But I want to touch back too because this is so. This is 2000. This is before mental health is talked about at all. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you touched on you're paranoid, the anxiety, the fear, the yeah, stress. Straight like, up. touch on that because that this is before this was touched. It's not manly to talk about this kind of shit back then. Yeah, man. And like I said, I didn't really. I had. It was so bad that I, I couldn't even like sleep. Like, I wake up in the middle of the night. People don't like, this is a story a lot of people don't know. I had to have a 24-hour police surveillance in my house. That's how paranoid I was. Mm. Sit outside. And um, I didn't, all I did was go to the gym at home for like a good two-year stretch, mm. man. I was just like, it changes you, dude. You, yeah. you don't know where to go. You don't know who to look at. You don't know, you don't, you on your toes. You yeah. like really on your toes. Like, man, I... I'll kill somebody. Anybody like, get it. You know what I'm point, saying? Yeah. Like I'm just like that. I was like like that, mm -hmm. man. And so I had to channel all that energy just toward basketball. Mm -hmm. It was just like, man, I'm I was like to the point of like losing it. So I, all I want to do is go to the gym. So now I'm hours in the gym. Cause you know how basketball is for us. That's our sanctuary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That time we in the gym, we don't think about nothing else. Mm -hmm. You know, that whatever short period we got right there, everything else go out the window. Whereas girl problems, family problems, Anything. money problems. 
whatever. It's just that you you just you know how that is. Y'all you're y'all you know what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm saying. Just like that one moment you got to that day. I turned that into like hours in the gym though. Like four or five hours in the gym. I didn't want to like stop hooping. I didn't want to go home because now I'm, that's all I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, right. And, and, <laughs> and it, it paid off. You know, the next year, career highs, you played yep. in two games. Like, it, that was the positive side from what you had went through. It made you lock in. Yeah, I, I channeled all my energy. Like, yeah. I played every single game. I did not want to not play. You 82 games. And, but you motherfuckers don't know how important that is to us. <laughs> to play 82 games, we, that right. meant a lot to us, bro. Like, straight up. I did not want to not play a game. Like, right now, I'm like this low management. I'm like, I couldn't, you can't tell me to sit down. But how many people can, how many stars can actually say and in, in, they played 82 games, though? Even I mean, in our tough. era. It's Ain't tough. too many stars can say that. A lot of right. guys were beat up. Y'all took a, y'all took a beating back then yeah. to play eighty two games, dog. That says a lot. You got you got respect from all your peers yeah. when when the motherfucker said he played eighty two games. It's hard. It's hard because you, you people thinking you ain't. It's not because you're not injured. You you playing through something. Mm-hmm. You playing through something. You gonna mm-hmm. have it. I don't care if it's a jam toe, sprained fingers. Mm-hmm. You playing through something. something. You ain't something. going through eighty two healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize your incident was what like a month away from training camp. Five yeah, it weeks happened in September. Camp? It happened in September, right before the season. And then right you come before out and have the this. season. And then <clears throat> people also don't know is that season is when you dropped forty two on Cove and you got your mm-hmm. nickname. Yep. Talk, talk I was, to me. One of the coldest nicknames. <laughs> talk to me about that. Well, I was uh, like I said, I was young player. Went to the Staples. You know, I come home and hoop. You know you got to show out. I got mm-hmm. all these tickets. <laughs> I got all these tickets. I got my homies, my family in. I'm like, oh, man, I can't let them down. So I made it a point. Every time I came to the Staples, I got to have a big game. Right. So it was a game where I dropped like 42, I believe, mm-hmm. you know, while matched up with Kobe and Shaq. They the champs. Right. You know, they the champs. On uh, their court. On their court. And then after the game, it was just like I remember a reporter came up to me. His name Steve Bullpit. He was like, you hear what Shaq said about you? I was like, what? He said, I don't take this quote and don't edit it, but Paul Pierce is the motherfucking truth. Mm. And from so Shaq next, too. from Shaq, from Shaq, after I dropped 42. And so the next day in the paper, it's like, Paul Pierce, the truth. And so now, you know, people are starting to call me that. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I like that. I'm, I'm like, that. I'm feeling that. Feeling you know that. what I'm saying? I'm homies is calling, what's up, truth? I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling that, yeah. all right? So that, it just stuck. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, so I got to live up to this now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. next night, I think I dropped 40 again. Mm-hmm. Like, again. Mm-hmm. I think I dropped back-to-back 40s after that. My confidence was through the roof. Mm-hmm. If you got Diesel giving you a nickname. Yeah, you got to ride. Come on, man. That's early on. Too. That's respect. That's only what? Oh, you're, you're man. Third year at this point, Third right? year, yeah. Uh-huh. That's respect right there. If the Diesel giving it up for you, Diesel don't just give it up yeah, for nobody. Not at all. <laughs> if anything, it's fuck you. Straight up. You know I mean? Straight hey, up. But speaking of uh, Stavis, you remember the game that we all played? I don't know if it was Magic, but you and Baron was involved. Yeah, we had the charity game. Yeah, you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, of course. Well, you took over the Midsummer Nights, right? Midsummer Nights. Oh, Magic, he knew. He grew into this. He yeah. was a UCLA. Bro, I seen right this. But I remember the game, and we were on the sideline. We had all had tall cups of vodka, dog. Oh, man. Doing the game. GP, and Mike I know that was out like- there, his first possession, and try to dribble and dribble off his foot. And checks out during the game. 
He just walked back no. to the side. Like, yo, that was that summertime. That was that summertime. Hey, God, we gonna man, party. We bring man. all the guys together. That was the staple of LA summers. Yeah, that it was, was like you brought all the cats in the summer to hang out for a weekend. But you and party. BD made really made that game that year. Yeah, we enjoyed. Yeah, we enjoyed that. I wanted to give you your props on that. Yeah, we had a good good short run on that. Yeah, so you get a taste. Of the playoffs, 2002-2003. So back yeah. then, it's it's AI and the, the Sixers, J-Kid with the Nets, uh, you know, Man. Reggie, Artest, yeah. Jack, Al. Well, Jack, you were sitting down I wasn't there yet. Are you, it was before you? This was this before, before, a year before, before me. Yeah, yeah. I came a year after that. <clears throat> you know, the team's struggling. Danny Ains takes over, and it's a whole new day. Yeah, man. We went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then Danny Ains come in like the next year. Trade Antoine. I'm mm. thinking we on our way. People don't even know. People think Paul Pierce has just started playing in the playoffs. Like, I had some big playoff games, you know, but like that, the social media era don't even mm. know about. You know, I end up like in the closeout game where versus Iverson had 46 in that one. Had some big games versus Indiana turn, uh, series versus them. Yeah, I played I played against you in the playoffs two years. Well, I mean, I, I, told, I, I think you yeah. hit it on the head, though, because it's pre-social media. To me, you're like one of the top five greatest closer clutch motherfucking players of all like you embraced give me the ball yeah. at the end and i'm gonna make this motherfucking shot or I'm, if it's the biggest game i'm gonna drop four like that's yeah. what you were known for to people who really knew who right and how right. many players got a play that he had his own play the, oh yeah the, the paul pierce the paul when pierce. i cut down the middle no 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 this uh, one from the side no, when no. i cut when so i cut from the side starts on the other side and he comes yeah. across the screen, and yeah. he comes to the other and, post. And you, pin, you punch oh, in and yeah. throw it yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that was the big guy. He, I know. No, you're talking about the live play. No, no I'm talking about the post yeah, play. Yeah, where they throw it over the top. Throw over the top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was me at, and Antoine started that, though. We, we had that. Link. We didn't talk about Twan, too, because people forget how cold Twan no, was. No, Twan said the other day, if he played today, he'd be making $300 million. And, and I don't like, doubt that. I do not doubt that at all. I don't all. doubt that at all. He was like one of the original stretch fours on, with handles. The oh, problem. Twan was a problem. Cyber Twan the, had his Twan, employee number employee eight. Number eight. <laughs> he was a problem. Y'all was tough. Yeah, he was a problem, dog. People we get, we get y'all some problems, though. Oh, when yeah. I was in Indiana, when yeah, I came yeah. back from um, the brawl. From your vacation? Yeah, I had a little 30-game vacation. You, you was one of the most underrated, i say, at the position. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I appreciate that, You dog. look up and you, you got like Kobe 20, 25. I'm like, damn, Jack is out here. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? He got a jumper. I remember, I ain't going to look. Jack don't know this, but I'll never forget this game playing against Jack. In San Antonio, I don't know how much you had that night, but I know you hit the clutch three over me. It was like late. And them them shots, I don't forget. You hit a three, and it was on the, it was on. If I'm facing you, you was on the left wing, which would be your right wing. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget this. If you go back and look at the tape, I don't forget this. You hit a three that was so back breaking. We was, and I ain't won in San Antonio ever at this point. And this is the closest <laughs> we come. Like I lost ten straight years. We never we never won for ten straight years, and this was a close game. We had it, and he had a big three, and I was like, damn. But. He was smooth as it, as they get though. Mm -hmm. He was smooth as they we get. Yeah, we had some battles. We I, all had battles. We all three. Of I, us I had missed battles. that. I wasn't there. I wish I would have been there the year you was talking to Al and drained him. 
After you, after you whisper like thirty classic. sweet nothings yeah, to him, I'm, big shit I'm finna, to I'm, look, I'm finna go this way and I'm finna pull up and we finna oh, get up on out of you telling him what you about to do. Oh man, that's see that's when the league was real. Uh, yeah. Like, come on, man, yeah, like you don't yeah, see yeah. that no more. Killer. I don't see that no more. Like, yeah. why don't Maybe everybody our, helping each our, other up our, now? Our test tried to switch out and Al didn't let him. Oh man, tried to come get him and Al said, see, "Fuck that." I don't that. see that no more. Yeah. Like the competition, dog. Yeah, right. Oh man, I, that's man, I love that when you see an AI talking shit to Kobe. Yeah, like yeah. they don't, we don't. No. Like you don't see this, that no more. Like, you don't see that. It's Everybody, good to see James and Giannis talking in the paper like that, though. Yeah, yeah I you like know, that. Leave but it on know, the court. It's only like two guys that's like that. Like I say, West Westbrook. Oh, he don't love nobody out there. I man. love it too. Oh, he ain't got no friends. He ain't got no friends <laughs> out there. <laughs> see, that's the last I was. I don't have no week. Like as cool as we all knew each other, we didn't play it against nah, like, not we, like that. we cool after. We cool after, right? Never cool, never cool Like it ain't man. personal, Jack. It no. ain't personal yeah. bad to me either. Yeah. Like it ain't personal. Yeah. We gon' you gonna bowl me, mm -hmm. I'm gonna bowl you. Mm -hmm. After the game, you good family. Yeah. All right, cool. But see, me playing against you was different because I actually studied you. Like mm -hmm. yeah. my a lot of a lot of your game I put well, in my game, going, especially yeah, in the post. Talk to him. Like yeah. you had the best footwork, footwork ever. As a guard, especially post up, like yeah. we all talk, like we always talk about that. So I used to try to figure that out because it wasn't four, five dribbles with you. It's one dribble mm, and you at the real. basket. Oh, right. you know what I'm saying? Step you, back. you took advantage of your steps. So like, yeah. we got to give you your praise too Man. because you you are Killer. definitely the probably started the post game for us in our era, for, and all guards started posting up after that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just studied the game, man. I always try to get better. You know what I'm saying? I knew I wasn't the most athletic out there, so I had to find ways. I knew I had a jumper that could set up other things, and you know, I just working, uh, just constantly working on the craft, man. On your at your pace too. You was always yeah, at your mm -hmm. pace. Didn't want nobody to hurry me. Yeah. I knew that I was strong, so I could give a, a a shoulder. If I didn't get by you, I could just give you that shoulder to get space. And so I really like studied the game and just learned what my strengths was and played within that. You mastered them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Still dunking on them motherfuckers too, because you were people didn't know I had people didn't know I had a little bit. I, had, I, had, yeah. I got some bodies now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got some bodies now. Yeah, people definitely. don't know that. They don't know I got some bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Low key. So Low Doc, key. I had a chance to play for Doc. Great motivator. Mm -hmm. Mental preparation is very big with him. Talk to what what you felt like he brought to your team. Man, Doc was somebody we all respected because he played the game. Played hard off as fuck top. too. Off, off top. the top. You know, before Doc, I didn't play with a coach that played. That played. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, Doc understood the players and you respected Doc. Mm -hmm. And he gonna keep it real with you. Yep. I mean, we bumped heads. People, we bumped heads though. When we first got there, me and Doc got the same exact birthday, October 13th. Crazy. We bumped, birthday. we bumped heads. We bumped heads. I'm talking yeah. about we arguing. We had timeouts. We ain't seeing eye to eye. So it took a it took a while for us to like we went from this to, to really get to this. You know, and it wasn't always smooth. We we clashed a lot. But at the end it was it was worth it because Doc turned me into the player that I ended up being. And mm -hmm. um, you know, I was defiant at first, wanted to do it my way. But he really taught me the game. I heard he was someone who, like you said, you bump heads, but he was someone who's really meant you like you said, he shaped you, but he mentally challenged you as well. Like talk about a little bit uh from that aspect as far as 
like you said, being a former player, but knowing how to get the best out of you. Yeah, I mean, Doc, we know, is a motivator. He he definitely challenged you day to day. Doc will fight you, I'm telling you. He <laughs> <laughs> was scrapping when he was playing. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's what I always tell people. Like, I, I try to explain to them, like, this is the difference why people respect certain coaches that play more than they respect somebody that's coaching that haven't played. Because, you know, any situation in the game, whether it's some bullshit or whether it's anything, they didn't been through it. Yeah. So if you go to them, yeah. you get an honest opinion of somebody that's Ain't been no there doubt. and experience is always the best teacher. Without a doubt. I mean, Doc, definitely, we had our arguments. And uh, that's what pushed my button, though. Cause he was real with you. Mm-hmm. He'll let you know when you ain't you ain't playing to your potential and mm-hmm. you taking days off or, or who you supposed to like. Pete, what are you, you you know? He taught me to be a real leader. You know, to do it every night and practice and start in practice. You know, to carry in the game and you know he was able to teach me that. Cause I was frustrated at first, man. Like playing on so many bad teams. Right. Oh man, I saw. I was just like. People don't know. I, I was almost out of Boston. That's what I wanted to ask in 2007. <laughs> when, tell me like, about that. I was that. almost I to out that. of Boston, Ooh, dog. Talk like, about I'm that. I'm telling you, I was, having me- I was having meetings with the ownership. Like, you know, this ain't working. This is the year before we got KG. You know, this is the year Kevin Durant was in college. I was like, we we lose. We lost 18 in a row. So I'm like, we weak. You know, I'm in my prime. Right. But for real, you're wasting your time. You're in your prime. Like, straight up. We weak. We weak. I'm like, yo, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm in my prime. You know, we losing. We not getting to the playoffs. You know, I was like, man, y'all should trade me. Draft Kevin Durant, tank the year, and build on out. So I thought I was I was really trying to get to Dallas. So people don't even know I was trying to get to Dallas. The dirt. Really? The dirt. Because they just – they got upset by us. Yeah, y'all popped yeah. up, and I was like, "Damn, I give them, I give them." Oh, yeah, yeah, that team. On, man. You, I was like, I would have been the team to help them get over the top. No that question. was a good reason for me to like, oh, no I can help that team. That. They needed you. Yeah, yeah, I was like, if I could get there, that's like they gonna win fifty games. They just need me over mm-hmm. there. I felt like I had to talk with Ooh, Cuban. Could you imagine that? Like I was Probably trying to get the Dallas, bus. but they was like, you know, we gonna stick with you. We gonna we gonna build this team out, and we didn't get the number one pick. And the rest history, we wound up getting the fifth pick, trading for Ray, then traded for KG. Mm-hmm. And now we own mm-hmm. one year. How things can just turn around. Like, so how many games did you guys win the year before? Man, I think we only won like 25 games, man. And then you won only... the finals the next year. And then win the championship the That's next wow. year. Crazy. That's how quick Shout out Danny it Ames. changed. Yeah. Straight up, it changed talk, overnight. Talk to us about that and what, and what that team dynamic and chemistry and how it all came together. You guys are really the first big three. Although it happened yeah, through trade. It, it, it happened through trade. It happened You know what I'm saying? A lot of people yeah. think we orchestrated no. this. No, you guys are just no. the first big three. We, I mean, Danny Ainge got it mm-hmm. through trade. You know, now mm-hmm. everybody going to play with one another. Right. Ours was done organically. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when that when we traded for Ray, I was like, oh, okay, we not rebuilding no trying more. We trying to do something. Then I heard we traded for Ticket. We got tickets. I don't mean, team... mean to throw this under the bus, throw nobody under the bus, but y'all big three to me was you, Rondo, and KG. I didn't put Ray in y'all big three. Go ahead. <laughs> no, nah, Ray in there. You got to respect on. Ray, though. As much as, as, much as you know, we had beef with Ray. We're going to get to Ray. We're going to get this. You know, you got to respect Ray. Don't, don't, don't talk, talk to us about that. You talking about personality-wise. I mean, the personality. You remember the personality of that team. It was just like... All alphas, dog. It was just Rondo, KG, mm-hmm. me, 
Tony Allen. Perk. Perk. Big, Big baby. baby. Posey. People forget Posey. about Posey. Eddie Posey House. Was Eddie House was Eddie a dog. Powell was a big, what's Powell? <laughs> Leon Poe. Big strong yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Poe, yeah. Big yeah. strong motherfucker. Man, dog. Oh, man. Our team was dogs. Yeah. Like, people were scared of us. We was out there D'ing up, too. I mean, that... I'll never forget those moments because when you play so long and you have a chance to play on special teams, y'all all been on special mm -hmm. teams. They don't come around mm -hmm. a lot. You could be one of the lucky few ones to have a stretch, but you know you just appreciate those times you could play with on those special teams, and mm -hmm. you can attest to this, and you mm -hmm. can too. It's family. It's building. Talk to me a little bit about because we was laughing about it on set of ESPN maybe a month ago mm -hmm. about Club Shiznit. Oh, Club Shiznit. Oh, shout out to Club Shiznit. That was a spot in my, uh, I had a basement that was like a club. And so, <laughs> you know, days when we didn't have practice the next day, we like, all right, be like, all right, fellas, we're going to have a good time in my house. I'm going to have a chef come through. We're going to go out. We're going to meet at my house at like 2 a.m. Uh, we're gonna go to about six AM. You gonna do it. All the all the guys on the team and we you know we invite girls over and we go from two to six uh, and be like, Club This is Shiznit. this is Club Shiznit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're gonna be here two to six. You know, we're gonna have a good time right here. Can't get Keep no trouble. Order. Can't get no right. trouble. We're gonna be good right here. I'm gonna make sure everybody's good and right. we're gonna go home. Right. And like other oh, players love that. Tony yeah. Al, just, oh man, everybody Perk was Perk talking was about talking it. About it. it. Oh, it was a good time for the fellas, but that's how we built our camaraderie. Right. Mm -hmm. we, you know what I'm saying? Each other off the that's how we too. kicked it, though. Right. You know, I was the vet, so I'll be like, I'm gonna bring in all the young boys. That's how we gonna kick it, mm -hmm. and that that brought chemistry. Mm -hmm. You know, so sixty six wins, right? Shit, that's chemistry, <laughs> goddamn it. So oh, now, when GP first got the club, shit, man, he was all uh, he he got traded to Boston. He did not want to be a Boston, but once he went to shit, man, he was so <laughs> <laughs> he was so off. He was so GP. <laughs> <laughs> So in the midst of getting your first finals as an L.A. kid, you're renewing the Boston Laker rivalry. You and Kobe are always going head-to-head. -head. Now you're doing it in yeah. the finals. Man, that was that was incredible just to be a part of that, you know, just growing up, watching it, and, and then finally and then being part of it. It was just like, you know, this was what got me in the hoops, you know, being a Laker fan, watching the Celtics. I hated the Celtics, mm -hmm. and now I'm part of the rivalry again, meeting in the finals, and to do it twice. That was that was special, you know. Who'd have thought a kid from L.A. play in Boston, play against the Lakers in the championship, and win, and win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then play against them again? Like my only two finals was against the Lakers. Did you feel like you had to win as a Celtic? You had to like being one of the best players to play in the Boston Celtics uniform. You had like your career can't be right unless you win one. Without a doubt, no question. I mean, like. You got to understand, Jack, you go to practice every day. This is hanging over your head. Goddamn right. <laughs> 16 banners. All the numbers. I'm like, dude, look at that pressure. I got to, if I want to be one of these cats, I got to put one up here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, straight up. Uh, this is every day. You got to see this. Like, oh. Bill Russell <laughs> in the stands. Jojo White in the stands. 16. I mean, yeah. like, I got to live. If I want to be one of them. I got to. Yeah. That was enormous pressure, man. But I wanted that. Mm -hmm. 
I wanted that. Talk to us too, because I think if I'm not mistaken, that's is that the game you went off in game one? You went off in a wheelchair and came back. Yeah, talk, yeah. talk to us about that, because I heard so many different stories. Wrong about, with you, oh, why? Wasn't that wrong, wrong with you, P? Wasn't that wrong with you, P? Ain't no way you can go out, get carted off, P, and come back and drop buckets. I'm sorry, P. Ain't no way. P got thrown up on that in the wheelchair like he tore a whole killing. I was like, damn, Paul. No, look, I turned. It. I, it, was, it was a light sprain. I go lie. It was a light sprain, but you know I ain't never heard a pop. Mm-hmm. It, it, I heard a pop, but it was a light sprain. You automatically think the worst. It, I'm thinking that, the worst. That's like, how we do. Ah, it was like it was like hurting. I was like, ah, like ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like ah. <laughs> and then uh, and then I was like, hold on, that that wheelchair. Let me tell you something. Man. How did that happen? <laughs> oh, look, 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 look. The doctor was like, get the wheelchair. <laughs> Like it wasn't like I was like I couldn't walk. It I was like it. I know it looked dramatic, bro. Cause when I look, <laughs> it's way more dramatic. <laughs> they didn't even give me a chance to try to get up and put no weight. They just put your leg up and all. I'm all getting carried out <laughs> in the wheelchair. Like no, I look at it too, and I'm like, this is super dramatic. I think I, I think you should have rolled back out there in the wheelchair, just hopped and up. Out there, all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you went out of a road and out there. there. No. But they didn't even give me the chance to try to get up and put some weight on it. You know, usually they was like, just pick him up. And so they picked me up and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, oh, dude. They was like, get the wheelchair. <laughs> so that wasn't all on me. And so I was like, hold on, hold on. When I get to the back, I'm like, hold on, man. Let me see. Let me see how I feel. I ain't put yeah. no weight on it yet. Yeah. You know, it's it's hurting. So I get up, I put some weight on it. So it feel like a little light sprain. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I was just panicking. Well, <laughs> like, you realize what's at yeah, stake, yeah. too? Yeah, and I'm like, I can't go out. Not, not. I can't be out of the finals. Right. Come on, man. No, nah, not right now. So I put some weight on it. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. All right, I'm, I'm, look, give me a knee brace. Like, I put the knee brace on and just, like, went back out there. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I was like, all right. Yo, but see, the but good my adrenaline was still going, dog. You mm-hmm. know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? This is the finals. Right. It's the lakes. This is. I was like, come on, now, right now. This is what my whole life I right. waited for. This mm-hmm. this moment. Man, I could. I had to get that. I said, put the knee brace on. Went out there. And I was like, I'm about to bust their ass. You went to work. <laughs> yeah. You went in the championship and finals MVP. Tell me what that's. What was that like? Your man. first one, and you get the finals MVP. Man, that was like a dream come true, Matt. Man, straight up. You know, you you know the hours we put in this gym. You know the sacrifice we put in, into this game. You know, I mean. It's just to get to that point, like finally, ten years in my career, like people don't know the sacrifice, the blood I spilled, the the, the sweat I done sweated, you know, the late hours, the the not being around family members, missing so so much stuff. It's because of that. Mm-hmm. We dedicate our whole lives no to just question. this. Just I mean, when you retire, you look back at it. It's like, damn, I did that for a game. That's how much we loved it, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was just like a dream. Oh, man. So, like, I get the trophy. Look, check this out, though. I fly to L.A. We go to Vegas. We party. Then I get to L.A. Famous restaurant on Sunset, Katana. Mm -hmm. I go up there with all my boys. It's like about 10, 15 of us. Can't tell you shit. I, you can't tell me can't nothing. Tell you I'm shit. walking around all summer with a wife beater on. <laughs> I got I got my trophy in my hand, and I sat the t- I went outside outside on the patio and sat the trophy right there in front of everybody, right in the middle of L.A. I'm like, boom, we gonna kick back and eat, drink. 
Man, I must tell you, dog, they hated that so bad. Oh, oh my this pre-social God. This pre-social media, though. Imagine if that oh, was on this social was on media. social media. Right. I'm in the middle of L.A., one of the hot restaurants where everybody kicking it. And I put the, the trophy. championship trophy. And put the trophy right there on the table and sit outside, everybody looking. I got my crew with me like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, what? Like, what? And I'm the MVP, man. I'm back. Like, what? Oh, my swag was through the roof. Oh, you couldn't tell me nothing, dog. Uh-huh, you couldn't summer. tell me nothing. Crazy, because we, we, when we talked to Kobe, that he said that was one of the hardest hits in his career, losing to yeah. you guys in, the, in, in that, uh, the finals in 08. Yeah, I mean, the thing about that, he got it back. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the one I'll never forget, that mm-hmm. one he got back from us in 2010. Oh, man. I know he said that was his sweetest one, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. He said that was the one. Yeah, the loss to y'all was the toughest, and the win was the sweetest. Doing it without Shaq. Yeah. Yep, doing it without Shaq. Oh man, that was cold. Was he? We had four All Stars, dude. You know that? We had four All. He was the only All. Him and Powell. He had two. He had Powell Gasol, but he toughened Powell Gasol up. Oh man, because that first Kobe. finals we ran through Powell Gasol. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen mm-hmm. Kobe obliterate Powell Gasol, and I pulled Powell <laughs> to the side like, bro. Like, you can't let this happen. But just, just, I hear, hear what he's saying, but let me just. He made. Powell you know how crazy I am. I had to, like, you, you good? Yeah, it was that bad. <laughs> like, nigga, Kobe God go damn. at Powell's head. But, like you said, he he made him a lot tougher. He made him, he made him a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. He made him a Hall of Famer. Good call. Without Kobe, Powell just. Another skilled yeah. hero. I don't think you could teach dog, but Kobe put some of his dog in Powell. And it's funny that you recognize yeah, that. Yeah, I saw the difference in his game. In that second finals, that. Whatever language Powell needed it, Kobe would have cussed him out in that language. <laughs> well, Kobe didn't fuck around when it came nah. to losing, man. Nah. Uh-uh. Mm. He did not fuck around. Take nah. me back, though, because we jumped to both the the, the, the the rivalry, but people don't know, like, Bron couldn't get through you. Bron couldn't get through you and, and the Celtics oh, in Cleveland. Man, we had some battles. Talk about dog. those battles. We you had guys some had some battles. epic battles. We had some battles, dog. Bron brought the best out of me, though. I ain't gonna lie. Well, you know, you're playing against the best. He's gonna bring mm-hmm. it out of you because if not, you're gonna get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I watch him today, I'm like, man, Cats are scared of him. Totally. Like, terrified. He put the fear of God in everybody. I'm like, what is going on here? No, I wasn't having that. Mm-hmm. I wanted that. Mm-hmm. I wanted that yeah, challenge. All the smoke. I wanted all of that. All like, of all right, I'm going to guard him today. You going to guard me? Because I'm guarding you today. Right. And I'm going to take it. I'm going I'm to, I'm 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 you're going to have to hit me upside my head all night. And That's I'm going to live gonna with go. it. And I'm going to live with it. I mean, I know you Brian and all, but so I'm truth. Right. 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 <laughs> right. right. What? And so, man, he really, he really elevated my play. I mean, I'd have my career high versus someone. I scored 50 on. We both scored. Mm-hmm. I had 50. People don't know I had 50 on him. He had like 46 on me in mm-hmm. one regular season game. And um, just those playoff battles, man, he knew Legendary. I was going to bring it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I know I never was at LeBron's level, but I know I can, for what one day I can be at yeah, his level. Come on, man. Maybe not every day, but for that one day when we mm-hmm. needed, I could be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I, I was able to do. I mean, that game seven in the conference, in the, in the playoffs, would go down like one of my favorite games, mm-hmm. just how we competed. It was, it was, I didn't realize it because I remember I was like, it happened so fast. Like the game, my adrenaline was still going. And, and like people calling me like, did I just watch this? Like, I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, but my adrenaline, I'm, I'm not like really how epic it was mm-hmm. until like down the road. And when I look at it now, it's like that was a game that really helped 
solidified kind of like my career too, mm-hmm. put me at, a, at the next level. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects, an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Losing, so, losing in uh, 2010, you said it hurt. You, you're talking about Kobe winning, but how did that affect you? Man, the 2010, I, I still not have watched that game. Mm. Seven, we were up double figures in that game. I still haven't watched it to this day. Really, still to this day, it, 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 I, I don't know if I could. <laughs> like, I'm like looking like what could have been a second championship. Like mm-hmm. that, I I don't think I'll ever watch that game. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if any other other players watch it because it was in our hand too. Yeah. It was in our hands. And to beat the Lakers again. Again, and to do it on their floor. And that would have been like, dang, I won at home now. Oh, oh, oh man. That's the game when Ron hit the three? Yeah. Ron was balling. But, you know, that was – my hat off to Ron, man, straight up, because I was matched up with him. He 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 came to play that game, but it was the take the lesser of two evils. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, do we let – to Ron all day. Uh, do we let Ron shoot or do we try to – Crowd Kobe. You, you gonna know, crowd Kobe. Yeah, you That's go like crowd. Everybody's got me <laughs> It's like, I'm going to be helping off him because mm-hmm. we're going to try to stop him. Yeah. And the hat's off to him. He knocked down some big shots for them. And, that should have uh, been in the fan programs, too. Crowd Kobe. Everybody in the arena, crowd yeah, Kobe. Yeah, oh, crowd Kobe. Shit. It's like, as soon as he grabbed the ball, my eyes is on him. Word. I'm like, I don't care who this is. That's, <laughs> <laughs> this is Kobe right here. <laughs> so, Bron goes to Miami. All starts. because we sent them there. Yeah. We mm. sent them there. He couldn't get past the big three, dog. First class ticket. Yeah, go ahead. You're going to have to find, you got mm-hmm. to invent your own big three now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they go and do that. Talk to us about that because 
that was some battles too. Yeah, but when they did that, I ain't gonna lie, that was like world breaking news. That was just like changing the landscape of the game. I think I said, everybody I said they cheating. I, when they said LeBron Wade and Bosch was on one team, I was like, what? That you talk about our big three was cool. I was like, man, ain't nobody gonna beat them. Mm, like I said that. I said that. I was like, when I saw them, I was like, they doing something different. This is different. This is the next coming of like Jordan and Pippen or mm-hmm. something. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I couldn't believe we they that they did that. And I was like, I knew our run was over once they did that. <laughs> I knew our run was over. So was you guys like, battled in the playoffs that year though. Talk to us about yeah, that. Yeah, we battled. We battled, but we just knew we didn't have enough. Uh-huh. I mean, we thought we can get them. We went to games. Uh, one year we went to game seven mm-hmm. with the Miami Heat. Yeah, yeah we, we had them the on the ropes. Yeah. Right, but then LeBron put up some legendary. It was two point, yeah, two-point game, two game with four minutes to go, and then they kind of In just, Miami, yeah. and it just fell apart. Yeah. LeBron took over. That was our last really run. You guys are up it. in that series, though, right? Yeah, we went up 3-2. Yeah. We was up 3-2 and then went home for the closeout. Game six. Game LeBron six, dropped 45, we, one, of the best, LeBron, one of the best playoff games ever. I'm going to say this. I think, series, yeah. I think that was one of the most defining games of LeBron's career. Absolutely incredible. He turned the corner that game. It was just like, because people was like, is he clutch? Is he this? Is he soft or that? But after that game, he. There was he, no question. It was he no was more question. Yeah, that game right there, it was like. He couldn't miss. He hit everything. He was going dunking everything, and they needed it because all the pressure. Because you thought, think about it. They was like, "Sure, one, two, three championships." Remember that interview? He was like, "One." You know, it was like if he lose that game, oh man, it would have been a media nightmare for Mm -hmm. him. And so he put him on their shoulder, and that that I think that turned him right there. That Mm -hmm. turned him into a beast right there. Yeah. So go in, you guys lose to them, and then that's kind of the, the beginning of the end of of your big three, yeah. and then you lose a, a key component. And I've heard, you know, we hear from the outside looking in how it went down, and he did do this, he did do Like, what did and didn't happen when Ray Allen left? Boston? Man, this is my whole thing with Ray, and the reason I had a problem with him. Um, one, he went to our rival, but no, the LeBron real James. Mm-hmm. LeBron James was a rival of the Celtics, regardless if he was in Cleveland <laughs> right. or Miami. Mm-hmm. And it, those were some of the heated matchups. And it was just like, damn, they just beat us, and then you're going to go over there. Two, I was like calling them like, you know, they was in the middle of contract negotiating with him, Celtics, before he left, and he wouldn't answer nobody's call. And I'm hearing that he's talking about going to my So I'm calling him. He's not returning my call. I just feel like as a certain respect, as right. a teammate, as a brother, we could have this conversation. Like, if you not want to play with us no more, at least let us know something. Like, give Say me a something. holler. Like, you know, bro, uh, it's a situation. I'm going to go over here. But to just don't say nothing to us, don't talk to us, and then get up and go over there, to me, I felt that was like a slap in the face or a disrespect from a brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was my whole beef with him. You know, and, you know, other guys felt the same way. Mm-hmm. You know? And since then, me and him, I've talked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you get over things as brothers. You know, I don't have no problem with Ray uh, today. Right. Uh, I don't know the situation with Kevin and Rondo and everybody mm-hmm. else, but mm-hmm. I, I smoothed things over with him. But mm-hmm. I just thought initially, 
as a brother, somebody you've been through stuff with. You know, our families, our kids is all friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Our wives is all friends. And you just get up and don't say nothing. And then it's like, you go to them. I just felt that was disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And that's why. If if people didn't know the story, that's the story right there. Mm -hmm. Of why me and him had beef. You talk about it with KG? Y'all talk about it a lot? Yeah, man. Man, we talked about it. And, you know, some... Sometimes you know uh, people make up. Sometimes people don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's him. Mm-hmm. Um, how he gonna deal with it? Different. And you know, mm-hmm. I respect it either way. I mean, right. you mm-hmm. you feel a certain way about it. Maybe your story is different than mine. Right. 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 <laughs> you know. So, but that's my story. Mm-hmm. I've always been someone just kind of in the midst of it because I just kind of feel like. I wasn't supposed to be here to the beginning, so I've always been a, a somewhat just a fan of, in taking everything in and, and, and respecting your game and respecting the great people I got a chance to play with and against. But I always thought you would be a Celtic for life. Yeah, so we get I to did two, too. 2013 <laughs> and traded to Brooklyn, which Boston is still to this day people don't know benefiting off that trade. Yeah, but talk to me about how hard it was to just to, to finally leave Boston. That was a tough pill to swallow. Leaving Boston, man, I thought for sure. I always said after I won a championship, been to two final, I'm like, okay, I'm going to retire here. I've mm-hmm. been here 15 years. I'm like, I'm going to lay it down mm-hmm. another year or two. And it here. So when, you know, Danny talked about the possibility of trading, I was just like, damn, really? You know what I'm saying? We've been here all this time. And, you know, but the fact that he had that talk and didn't, that's why I respect Danny because it wasn't. I didn't wake up and I was like gone. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. we had a conversation. He was just like, "We looking to rebuild. I could put you in a situation where you can have another shot at it." And we talked about Brooklyn, and it was just like, it wasn't just send us off anywhere because mm-hmm. me and KG got traded together. And we was like, "All right." We came to like a little mutual agreement. I was like, "All right." They looking to rebuild here. They were looking to trade, get some draft picks. You know, the run is over. I can send y'all to Brooklyn, Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, y'all. I was like, okay, that sound mm-hmm. all right. That'll give us a shot, I guess. You, you know, at New this York age, too. I'm mm-hmm. older. Mm-hmm. Get to go to New York. You know, at least I got Kev with me. And so, you know, as much as it stung and it was a tough pill to swallow, it was like, all right, we came to a mutual agreement. And I'm glad we can have this conversation as right. me and Danny. Right. You know. It's That's like, all we ask. Yeah, it's, it's fucked well, you so loyal yeah. to a franchise so That's long. All you can ask. Give me a conversation. I couldn't imagine your situation, but I think in general, people get lost in the mix. Well, players leave and they're doing. It's such a business, but when we do something on our side, it's it's fucked up. But, so, yeah. but all we ask is communication. Let us know where we stand. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's Exactly, and I saw it, and that's why I can re- forever respect him for that. Mm-hmm. And because um, it don't happen all the time. Nope. You look up now. You look up on Twitter or Instagram, and you trade it. Like, like what the fuck? Like, what? Yeah. You didn't even get a call. Mm-hmm. Dan, Danny, like, Danny Ainge is Solomon. They didn't have no picks when he was with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. That shit, they, they um, traded for Steve Nash. They had one pick, the second to last pick in the set in the uh, second round in the draft, and they picked me. Oh yeah, I didn't know Danny that. Ainge, so I forever speak highly. Fuck with Danny. Oh, okay. Fuck with Danny. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's Danny up. Ainge. So Brooklyn, you guys go there. Well, like you said, with Joe Johnson still, one of the most underrated players in the mm-hmm. history of the game. Bust my mm-hmm. ass in the Big Three Championship last year. Shout out Joe Johnson. <laughs> Shout out ISO Joe. And then oh, Darren Williams, man. you know, at one time was arguably the best point guard in the game. So yeah. you're adding two solid future Hall of Famer vets going to Brooklyn. Talk about your, your brief time in Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, it started off rocky because we was, we was garbage at first. We, we, was, <laughs> we couldn't win. 
We couldn't win. I remember, you know, Jay Kidd, this is his first time coaching. He the coach. Man, I'll never forget this story, though. On Christmas, we playing the Bulls. They blow us out on national television. Man, Jay Kidd come in there. Oh, he, 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 he yelling. He yelling at us. And I know KG caught up and got in Jay Kidd's face, dog. I thought he was about to whoop J.K. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, straight up. Really? I was like, went up in his face. Motherfucker, I ain't no whoop mm-hmm. whoop. Had his towel on. Like, he had his towel on, like, mm-hmm. about to get in the shower in front of everybody and then just walked off to the shower. I swear, from that point on, it turned our season around. Yeah. <laughs> like, KG cares so much, dog. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just randomly getting up a J-Kid face. J-Kid, you know, KG had to point in his career like, don't yell at me like this. And yeah. the same age. Yeah, I, they I, peers. Say, yeah. They peers. They played yeah. against each other a lot of years. Yeah, they peers. They played Olympics together. Right. They, they, right. you know, it's for not him a, to hear it like that. It's not a normal coach-player situation. No, right. But I swear from that time, from that point, it turned our season around too. KG just lit the fire under Jay, under us, <laughs> and we just started balling after that. But he got, I thought he's, I thought this was going to be the Trail Sprewell part two. Mm. I thought like straight yeah. up, straight up. I was Not, scared. Dude. I was scared for J.K. I that can't day. see that with, with <laughs> J.K. personality and K.G. personality. No. I, couldn't, I couldn't see them going to blows in the locker room. Shit, Listen, dog, got with KG yeah, lose it, it, dog, you don't want to be around. Yeah, I didn't see that. right. Oh my God! Arms, yeah. Long motherfucking to house them arms from Street Fighter. You gotta yeah. watch them across the room. Oh man, Jake, it ain't no punk either now. No, straight up. Yeah. Area. So uh, shit. Now you. So you face Miami in the playoffs again. Again, dude, and with Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know the thing is, the crazy thing is, we beat them four times that year in mm-hmm. the regular season. We beat them, so I'm thinking we we got a shot. You know, regular season and, and playoffs, playoffs is two, two different, different things. <laughs> two different, that's what I be trying to tell people. All this regular season that we watching, it don't matter. Don't matter. Playoffs come, take luck it's a whole different game. Bro. I thought yeah. we was going to get them, but it was too much for us. LeBron was in his prime. He was priming. Mm-hmm. He was priming. This is the best. You know, he, he's still priming, actually. Crazy. Feel like how are we talking? I mean, I've never seen somebody years. in their prime this long. Mm-hmm. He started since his fourth year, he was prime. Right, right. <laughs> the ultimate life. Yeah, I just get, get, I couldn't get over. Once he moved to Miami, I couldn't get over the LeBron hump no more. Mm-hmm. And so that was uh, that was tough. So then you moved to Washington, and mm-hmm. I heard you talk about this before. This is kind of like you said. You know, this is you're you're heading towards the end. So now you're mentoring some really young, talented players, but still having your moments. Yeah, you know I mean, knocking down big shots, calling game, all <laughs> kind of shit. Talk to Washington about that time. was one of the funnest. That was one class. year stretch I ever had. Just now I'm putting to a role to where I'm an OG. Right. I got two young stars. Killers, too. You know, yeah, Ball I can deal. just like kind of mm-hmm. mold them, get their mind right, you know, see them develop every day, show them how to do it. You know, I ain't come over there like, I went over there like, look, man, John, Brad, this is y'all team. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm over here just to help. Mm-hmm. This is y'all team. I had my day where I was, mm-hmm. this is y'all I was in y'all's shit. shoes before. And I want y'all to know that I'm not coming over here for that. I'm here to help y'all. Right. That's big. And That's that communication again, man. Yeah. That they you need take to that hear shit that. for granted. They but need to hear that. Definitely need to, especially from a Hall of Famer. Yeah, they mm-hmm. need to hear that. That's like one of the first conversations I have with them. I'm just here to help. I'm going to work every day. I'm going to give y'all my experience. 
and mentor y'all. This is how y'all need to work. It'd be days they come in, uh, like, nah, dog, y'all need to get on the court. Ain't no, like, come on. Like, uh, dude, y'all need to go a little harder. Y'all mm-hmm. the leaders. Y'all mm-hmm. ain't going hard enough. And, mm-hmm. like, when people heard me say that to them, like, coaches and other teammates, it was like nobody had ever went at them. Right. Well, like you got to think for a lot of time you can't. It's a crazy world. Like, yeah, you got to be yeah, careful the way you talk to stars. Yeah. So for you to be able to come in there, and, and they needed to hear it, too. Yeah, but. So it probably shocked a lot of people. I though. don't think they just been around a lot of guys they really respected. respected. Mm-hmm. And I knew I got their respect because of how I came to pra- approached every day. Right. They like, damn the OG, he coming to practice every day. He ain't taking no days off. He here early. He he getting shots up. He lifting. And they so they starting to see that. Now they starting to do it. And and, and that's what I wanted to bring. That's but dope. that 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 year was so much fun, especially the playoffs. Right. Oh man. Hell yeah. You know, I wasn't right. gonna put up big numbers no more. Mm-hmm. I was them days was over. So I, you the know clutch never leaves though. Yeah. So I was that guy <laughs> that could help them down the yeah. stretch. Did you call glass? You know, I called game. Oh, man. I wanted to say a little <laughs> bit more game. after that, and I just walked off from the interview. That was cold, though. I was like, that shit was, that cold. was classic, though. I was that like, was but, cold. like, how you going, like, this is my thing. How you going to try to take my moment right, away? Yeah, right. Like, did I call glass? Right. Like, the game, I call game. went in. I call game. Come on, stop. <laughs> fuck, you, fuck you, man. What you talking about? All right. What you I talking about? I called game. That was, I was just, that was straight from the head though. I had to think of something. Though, I had to think of something like, like it was a little stink diss almost low key real quick. Yeah, like, like, yeah. The motherfucking nerve to ask like, that. Like yeah, that's right. the that's exactly right. what I'm thinking. Like straight up. You know you know all it was missing. I call what? game baby. <laughs> baby, hey, baby. <laughs> but baby. I was I was like when I said it, I was kind of mad at it. Like right. Eddie, I was like I call game. Right. Like, really straight like. Up. And I'm off this interview. Yeah. Talk to us about where that, oh, where dude. did that clutch DNA come from? I think it come from just not caring about failing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like, if I'm a make the play or not, I'm gonna hold my head high. Like I right. do the next one. Like so, I'll get the next one, fellas. Mm-hmm. But I had to install that in my teammates too, because like if you in them situations and you let your teammates down. And then you you kind of like cur up. And no confidence in you. They gone. They not. Mm-mm. They not. You lost them. You lose them. So mm-hmm. like when I was in these moments, because there's a lot of moments I didn't come through. But I'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm a, the next one. I got yeah. the next one. Right. Yeah. Straight up. I had that. Yeah. Like right. I had. Don't right. worry. I'm gonna get the next one. You right. gotta keep them gassed. Like mm-hmm. okay, we believe in Pete. No so we gonna what. we gonna go to him. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm in that time, I'm like come this way. Come this way. You gotta show your team confidence mm-hmm. in them situations, whether you. Fail or you succeed, you got to still but show you're that the type leader. Of, yeah, I'm gonna go down, right? And I'm gonna take it from the media after, right. like, all right, yeah, I'm okay, next it. time. I'm you know, oh, hey, don't worry, it's gonna come, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But if I be like, man, I let everybody down, nah. and ain't nobody following that, nah. right? No, nah. nah. so you heading home now, final year, yeah, come back and play with the team you possibly thought you could have been the number one pick to. Yeah. And what is it, year 17 for you? Year 17, year eight, yeah, year 18, 18 I come 18. into the uh, Clippers. So mm-hmm. that was like just a a move like, all right, I'm coming home, Doc lay my here. roots. Doc is here. Let's mm-hmm. make the easy transition. Good young team, Into too. retirement. I know I'm going to live in Los Angeles. That's where, you know, I'm from, my family. And so I was like, I decided to make the move. You know, at that point, I don't know, didn't have much left in the tank. So, you know, I was just pretty much – I just was pretty much at the country club, man, truthfully. Like, in LA. What, what country club I was would you a, rather be in I LA, a, too? I'll come in there, help the young guys out, go home, be a mentor, you know. 
didn't really play a lot, but I was ready. My mental was ready for retirement. And toward the end, I was like, how, how can I just help Doc, you know, play sparingly? But you still had point, a real magical moment, though, at the Garden, your last time at the Garden. Talk to us about that. Oh, about man. That the way I, could, I was watching the game. And to see you come in and hit these motherfucking shots, I'm just like, that's how it's supposed to go. <laughs> yeah, my last game at the Boston Garden, dog, that was special. It was like, damn, you know, when you retire, man, and I and I see it coming, I'm like, this is it. You Crazy. know, this is the last time I'm gonna step on this garden floor. You know, it's like, damn, it's really it. You know, this is really it. You know, I played all these years, and I'm like, damn. So I had a chance to come in the last second. And, man, when I look at my career, I'll be like, somehow, how did this keep happening? Like, you know, damn. The you know, moments. I hit my last shot at the end of the game mm -hmm. in Boston Garden they just to and then just wave him off. It was like, damn, it's supposed to happen. Crazy. How <laughs> it's supposed to happen. Let me come in here and knock one last shot. That's pressure. I was sitting the whole game. Right. And I come in like the last minute and, hit and just... Stiff as hell. I'm stiff as hell. Yeah, people don't realize that shit too, man. <laughs> you watching the hell. whole entire game, so you ain't touched the ball in oh, two and a half man. hours. Yeah, I'm stiff as hell. But just, you know, sometimes moments happen for a reason. I was right. putting a special moments where I could knock down one last shot in the guard. Who was uh, the owner when you got drafted for the when you wanted to get when you were supposed to get drafted for the Clippers? Who was the owner for the Clippers then? Donald Sterling. So it's good it didn't happen. Good it didn't fuck happen, nigga. huh? Fuck right. Him. <laughs> right. Well, I just had post I was. I right. just thought about that. You so, didn't want to yeah. go there anyway. Donald Play Sterling, that fuck, right. nigga. fuck him. You're a funny dude. So <laughs> a kid from California, man, Inglewood to, to, to be exact, and then to go into a city of Boston with so much history, yeah. but then a history of racism. I mean, you're here and you're kind of just like, but you're here now. And then when it's all said and done, you got your number. Up in the rafters with Bird, Hale, yeah. and Russell, uh, our back. Talk to me about that. You know, I never could have dreamed that one. You know, the dream was like, all right, I want to grow. I want to play for the Lakers. Right. I want to win the championship. I want to. I never would have dreamed that one. Right. The Celtics. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, that one was like the fathers of my dream. Like, I'm gonna be a Boston Celtic, win the championship, get my number retired in the Boston Guard. Wow. Crazy. Like, kid from LA. A kid from LA. Who would have thought that? And I remember at my um at my retirement speech the day the night it went up, I just remember saying, like, man, it's so much history in this building. And for me to be a part of it, I was like, if I never make the Hall of Fame, for me to get my number retired in Boston, that's all everything. Fame. Yeah. That's that's all I ever mm -hmm. can, that's all I ever need to be up there with them. Yeah, mm -hmm. legendary. It's yeah, legendary. Yeah. It's always coming. You know that. That's crazy. When did you finally just kind of sit back and look? Because I don't, I don't, I didn't ever do it until now. Mm -hmm. Like, when did you finally kind of sit back, like, God damn, and just look at your soon-to-be Hall of Fame career? Man, I still do it. Right, three years into retirement, I still look back and like, man, damn, I played nineteen years. Like, did work. Man, I, I still look back like. This is like, I guess you're right, because when you're in the middle of it, you you're just in the middle of it. In the moment. So now, you know, sometimes I catch myself like, you know, let me look at some YouTube of me. Mm -hmm. Like, let me see if I could have played in this era. Oh, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, anytime. yeah, okay. You know, you catch yourself watching yeah. some of your old highlights. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, You're Damn. someone, and I, and I say, I think Melo gets this treatment too. Like, 
but I think more you because there was really no social media when you were when the truth started. Yeah. Like you get overlooked and disrespected as as someone who was one of the greatest small forwards in the history of the game, hands down. And people don't understand that. And how does how does how does that make you feel? Does it? You know it. Yeah. The real hoopers know it. Yeah, but like yeah. today, you know, media what? and perception is reality now. And you know, because of what a lot of people think of my career, they only think of the big three. They don't. The work you think of been they, they didn't they don't see the pre Come on, big man, three yeah they shit. don't see that part of right. my career they only know the big three era and of they my don't know career that you were the reason why LeBron had to go somewhere yeah. else yeah and so like when it's always been like that for me so it goes back to draft night I got drafted number ten overlooked <laughs> I got when so I was supposed starts. to go number two so it starts so this is nothing new for me that's what Paul Pierce is. He's going to be overlooked, uh, probably underrated sometime, but I'm fine with that. You know what? Real, like you said, real hope, real, yeah, no real. We know. Mm-hmm. Real, no real. And right. that's, I'm cool with that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Right. Yep. That's all that matters. We all been through a lot. Is there anything that you that you would go and change, that you would, wish you can go back and change um, on your career? You know what? I think we all go through things and all go through struggles for a reason. You know, even from me being stabbed in the nightclub. Um, so I don't know if there, I don't think there's anything I would change my story. Right. Because I think right. it kind of molds you to who you Makes are. Makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. through the good, through the bad. Um, it just, it molds you, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I can go back and tell my kids good stuff, the bad stuff, tell them who their dad, you know, was. And um, I'm proud of it, man. That's dope. You know, I'm proud that certain things happened in my life that I was able to get through. Mm-hmm. And um, it shaped you. You know, it just tells you who, who you're going to be. Your character, right. Builds that. You know, so I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with it all. So, mm-hmm. Talk to so, me wh- real quick. What do you think would have happened if you would have got Ray and KG three or four years before? We talk about that, man. Oh. Me and Kevin, dude, we talk about that. Man, I remember when he was in Minnesota. We at the end of the year, we competing against each other like it's the playoffs. This is like one of the last games of the year. Both of y'all's teams wasn't very good at and, that time. And, right? and he wasn't going to playoffs. Minnesota, I wasn't going to playoffs. So we talking shit to each other. And I remember looking. It was 2005, I believe, 2006. I remember we, we talking. And I wick our owner sitting on the baseline. I'm at the free throw like this. Uh, KG's at the free throw line. I look right at him. And I was like, if we get him, we're going to win the championship. During the game. This in the middle of the game. <laughs> this I'm at the free throw line. You know, I'm about to box out. Owner sitting right there. This how close he is on the baseline. Mm-hmm. KG at the free throw. I said, if we get him, we're going to win the championship. Mm. That was three years before we got him. Mm. Yelled it out. Everybody heard it. Dope. <laughs> Everybody heard That's what's up. And it, and it and happened. it wound up happening. Wish it could have happened sooner. Right. Right. You Imagine know. that. Three, four championships, possibly. Man. But you ended up playing with him in high school. Yes. Yeah, getting traded with man. him, winning the championship with him. That's it was that's all meant to be, bro. Talk about him. We had him. We were lucky enough to have him on the show, and that's mm-hmm. the first time I really got a chance to feel his energy off the court. Oh man. And it's it's it's, it's similar. Yeah. But the energy, like you just feel his energy all day long. People gravitate toward Kevin. So like. We play on plane rides. This is Kevin first get on the team. So I remember we been on plane rides. And, uh, you know, I have my little headphones on. I'm sitting. And, you know, we flying. And then I look over. He at the table. You know how the, the flights we had. They had Some of them had mm-hmm. card tables. We play cards. Mm-hmm. So I look over. 
KG's sitting there, and I'm looking at like five, six of the young guys sitting around him, like a campfire. Story time. Just like they gravitated right. toward him. Like that's, and he just telling them stories mm-hmm. and stuff Gosh, and stories. Shit. Yeah, and I'm like, damn. So, you know, after playing with him for like three, four, five years, I'm hearing the same stories over. <laughs> like, you know, I'm over here on the side, he's telling the stories to the new cats. <laughs> and I'm like, man, he put a little more gas on it this time. Like, <laughs> but that's why people just gravitated toward it. I was like, man, he told me the story. He didn't do that the last time. Right. Oh man, it, it was it was those, but that's just show you his energy, right. how people just gravitated Amazing. toward him. I mean, we sit in the locker room. Next thing I know, after practice, we there for like two hours just listening chopping to Kevin, chopping it up. Like you don't even realize the time going by. Those are the moments you miss though when you're done. Like I don't miss basketball. I mean, I haven't yeah. missed it, but you miss those the times when you just fucking with your people. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. And that's just what it is. The thing about it too, when yeah, off the course stuff. Yeah, the off the, the course. Bus shit. ride, right. plane ride, mm-hmm. and then we all go through the same stuff. Yeah, we understand. You got someone that's sitting next to you. That we all understands. brothers, like just like before we outside, we talking right, about yeah. all the same stuff we mm-hmm. go through yep. off the court. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That very we, similar. Very yeah. similar. <laughs> yeah. So you're transitioning to media. We'll get to the ESPN and what you're doing, but. You got in a beef with Wade, and this kind of goes to the social media era of mm. people not understanding who you are, and then you know Dwayne being du- uh, you know, and all his greatness. But talk to us a little bit about how that kind of got going and what happened. You know, I think that was like really a big misunderstanding because, like, I respect Wade. Absolutely. I mean, come on, D Wade, mm-hmm. <laughs> come on, you got. We knew that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like for me as a competitor, you know, I think it was taken out of context. Now. Two questions was asked. Were you better than Wade or do you have a better career? What's she supposed to say? You know, I was like, I think I'm better. You know, clearly, if you look at his accolades career-wise, yes, he won three championships. Uh, yes, he's one of the greatest two guards. Uh, All-star MVP, finals MVP, one of the greatest finals ever. But I'm looking at it like, do I think I'm a better player than Wade? I said, yes. I think I have, I thought I have, I think I have more skill. I think I'm taller. I think I could do everything he can do on, on both ends. Now, that's what I was referring to. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you agree with it or you don't, that's who but I. Even, that's real quick, before, who I am. But even if you say that, that's not what like it doesn't disrespect him. It doesn't. Dis- I mean, it doesn't I'm not take away his greatness him. or nothing. Right. And, I, and that's what I hate yeah. how the media wants to spin shit and it, make it exactly. like a war when it's just when you really in depth get to explain just where you're coming from. Yeah. They would understand. I don't have to demean him to be confident in myself. Right. I, exactly. Right. It wasn't me putting him down. Right. right. Like I respect way. I respect yeah. everything he's done for the right. game of basketball. This is not me putting him down. Mm-hmm. This is just like how I felt. Right. When we won a championship, I went to a camp in Spain and it was like, um, how does it feel to play to beat the best player in the world? And I was like, wait, I'm the best player in the world. Hmm. Like, this is what I said, and they made a big deal of it. And I was like, well, you know, I just coming off the championship. I'm just and coming MVP. off a of finals mm-hmm. MVP. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. And they blew that out of context. Mm-hmm. But why, why am can I, you not? Why can I not feel like right, that? Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Why can't I feel like that? I got the chip and the trophy and, and the MVP. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to Can't feel tell like me that right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, whatever. People are gonna take Paul Pierce out of context. That's just whatever. Did you see yourself doing what you're doing now? Did you see yourself getting paid good money to 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 do it? No, man. I, I really didn't really see it. But like, I had a chance to work the finals while I was still playing, and I was like, yeah, last Shoot. year, in, uh, last year, and I was with the Clippers, mm-hmm. and I was just like, 
Shoot, I do this every day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you be in the locker room talking hoops. Like, I could easily talk hoops. I mean, this is my life. This is what I do every day. And so, like, I was like, I could, I could do this. Shoot, if I could just go in the studio, talk some hoops, tell them what I feel about this, what do I feel about that. I feel like I know the game, that I could speak on it. Uh, and so it was just, like, kind of, like, was kind of, like, brought to me. And I was like, you know, I can see myself doing this, you know. And uh, it's worked out, man. I, I enjoyed like y'all, y'all still we mm-hmm. still talk the game. Same we shit. still sit is. around, watch it, sh- like it. and talk it. Get paid for <laughs> Straight it. Straight up. And now I get paid for right. it. <laughs> what's the what's your thoughts on the current climate of the Celtics? Man, truthfully, before the season I was like, okay, they're gonna be all right. But now the way Jason Tatum is playing, I feel like they can go to the finals. I mean, he has taken the next step. Mm-hmm. A superstardom, and I was like, before, it's like maybe, like you know, you gotta have that star to win. Yeah, and he's turning into that right before our eyes. Like, I mean, this run is he, that he's on, I don't see it slowing down Mm-mm. anytime baby soon. Twenty one, just yeah. turned twenty. Like when it was like when yeah. I was just at Happy the, birthday, I, I went and watched him play, and I was like, yeah, it's only his third year, and I was like, it's his third year. It's crazy. It felt like he'd been in the league for, for a minute, minute right? Time. Like I forget he was just a rookie. Playing against LeBron in the finals, in the conference, the conference finals. finals, I forget that, and I, I forget. I felt it like it was, I felt like it was his fourth or fifth year, but his third year, to be him doing what he's doing, I feel like the Celtics can get to the finals. I really do, and I'm always honest about them. Like I didn't think it last year. I, right. I said no. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it the year you know before. You're not a homer for him. No, no, I like them just because I play. But I'm right. like, but like actually, I really think they can get to the finals. I mean. Milwaukee, they good, but do we like really believe in them yeah, like that? They right. gotta win it for us. To I mean, to yeah. People say they don't get the respect, but, but that you, comes in the playoffs. Yeah, right. I mean, we're you gotta earn that. Like, mm-hmm. they ain't never won nothing. Like we said, the regular season, the the the, the Warriors have the greatest regular season yeah. record. They didn't win that year. Right. So yeah, it almost kind of like waters it down. Like you gotta yeah. do it in the playoffs to get that respect. Absolutely. So now after Milwaukee, it's like who Ooh. else? Ooh. I think you see any comparisons with you and Tatum? In this game, yeah, I see a lot of them, man. Mm-hmm. He he got he's smooth. <laughs> that sidestep, yeah. I mean, people don't know you. You've been doing that. The yeah. sidestep yeah. three, yeah. People don't know you've been doing see, that. See, we didn't have the social media. And yeah, <laughs> people. Yeah. For been news flash, that. for all y'all that don't know, been this new sidestep that y'all see these trainers teaching these players. Yeah, been Paul been doing that. that. He right. been doing that. <laughs> right. That was the shot I took on Al. Yeah. Sidestep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Nah, shout out to Al. You know shout I love like you, my bro. bro. You yes, my sir. Bro. You my bro, bro. Marcus Smart. I know you're a big fan of him. How well would he oh. fit with your, with your oh, guys? Oh man, well? Marcus is a throwback. Mm-hmm. He could play in any era mm-hmm. of the NBA. I mean, he fit in the mold. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's tough. I think you need guys like him, and, and, and you know, y'all fit that mold too. You need them guys like Stack, mm-hmm. like you, like Marcus. To everybody loves playing with those guys, like mm-hmm. Posey, mm-hmm. like. You can ask any all-star, MVP, superstar. They like, who your favorite? It's going to be that cat guys. right there yeah. mm-hmm. that's going to get in the trenches mm-hmm. and, and and do championship-type plays. Mm-hmm. Like, he diving on the floor. I mean, he want to guard whoever. Like, mm-hmm. you need them guys to win. Yeah. Straight Pop, up. Pop and Steve Curry said all the time. He's like, in order to win a championship, you need a guy like Stephen Jackson. You need a guy like Ron Artest. Yeah. You need a guy like Tony Allen. You got to have a guy like that you gotta on the team because that. that's going to be the glue guy. You know what I mean? He's going to sacrifice sometimes more than anybody else willing to sacrifice on the team to win the game. They need to have a special on this. Like, 
glue, glue guys. guys. Straight mm-hmm. up. That's huge position. That mm-hmm. this huge like position. that's that story I don't think's been yeah. told. And you don't get the outside respect mm. and love, but like you said, how you know? we cool. understand and respect and love you. Players like you understand and respect players like us and yeah. what we did and how important we were to games. They don't understand it. Yeah, that story definitely got to get told because come to Showtime and tell it with us. Yeah, man. But, we but, but when guys like guys, us, we hear it from you. When we hear it from Kobe, that mean yeah. that mean a lot to us. Yeah. We know we was underrated. We know right. we didn't get our props. And right. maybe some shit we did that we didn't get it. Yeah. But at the same time, the we know we know could play the game. The we know real we played. Know it. Yeah, real ones know it. it. Yeah, like you know like, like like I said, for us was Posey. Posey was the glue. Like. Man, I, some people are like, who's James Pope? Like, yeah, right. and they like, who is that? Y'all better look it up. Later on, <laughs> like Clutch. blue guys, man. That that yeah. that story need to be told, man. I would love to watch that because there's a lot of names that people need to recognize on on that. What's what's some of your favorite non-Celtic teams? My favorite non-Celtic mm-hmm. teams. Players to watch today. Players to watch today. Westbrook for sure. Mm. Who? How I can mean, you not? Like he just like he he don't get no respect. This dude got three straight years averaging a triple double. Like, he not like how you don't get an MVP race every, every year. year. Uh, uh, no. Cause <laughs> like, get bored. That is people like because he did it already. No, With nobody's ever gonna do this again. What a dub though. Nobody's ever. That's this is that's almost equivalent to saying to Wilt's hundred. Yeah. Like I don't think we'll see that. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think that we'll ever see nobody average a triple double three straight years. With 30. That's what I'm like, saying. <laughs> yeah, it's not little. It's not barely like, getting there. It's not barely nah, getting there at all. It's on, killing. Man. I think Westbrook. him and Harden, too, are probably the most disrespected superstars we have in the game. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they they, they Hall of Famers already. Mm-hmm. And they are. They disrespected, man. I mean, that dude, you got to watch out for them Killers. straight up. Yeah. Thoughts on uh, Battle of L.A.? Uh, I love where the NBA is right now, especially in L.A. Um LeBron, Kawhi, AD, PG, hmm. Doc. Oh man, I, I I gotta give the I gotta get an edge to Clippers. Me too. I mean, I just think they tougher when mm-hmm. it comes down to it. Like they got more dogs. tough guys. I I give them that, but all that don't win the game for you all the time. But you need it. You, you need, need it. it. But the Kings got to be the Kings. All right, so tell me this, Jack. Right. Who's the glue guy that you need on the Lakers? Who's the glue guy? Is right now. I think he got it. He just got inserted, but I think he can come into that guy, Morris. Yeah, okay. I think Morris can one. be. They don't have him now. I yeah. mean, they don't, they don't have that glue guy now. But I think Morris can insert today. They got okay. three, four of them in for the Clippers. Beverly. Yeah. But then yeah. they added you know his twin. But then, but, then, <laughs> but then they added his twin brother to the other side. And now his so twin on the other side. So they added another one. So how many guys are they going to be able to throw at LeBron in the playoffs? It's going to be a lot. Name them. Yeah. You know, PG, it's going to be a lot. Kawhi, Bev. Kawhi, in my opinion, is the best player in the, in the game. In my opinion. I mean, there's nobody that can go out and give you 30 and lock you up. Like but really him. lock you up. But though. really Real lock life you lock up. up. Like yeah. And I yeah. just look at it like if anybody had to imagine an athletic Tim Duncan with LeBron James, you seeing it right now. Anthony Davis, that's scary. Yeah. <sighs> I've yeah. never seen LeBron with a player like that, so that's why yeah. my my that's ceiling scary. is high. I mean, I know that's gonna be scary. <laughs> who you got, who you got coming out? The, who you got, who, who, so you have the Clippers coming out of the West. You feel like? I think the Clippers come out the West. I feel like they got the best player, and he's the most clutch player in the league. I feel mm, like he definitely clutch. Kawhi is definitely clutch. Yeah, I got the Clippers. Out the east. east. I think it's a toss up, man. (sighs) Man, after earlier in the year, I said Milwaukee and I was sticking to it. But like now, I think the Celtics can come out the east. 
I'm telling you, Jason Tatum is different right now. I had a chance to watch it firsthand. He when I when he played against the Lakers and then he just recent and then he just played against Houston. No fear. He, he different now. No I'm fear. telling y'all, he different. He can match up. He can he can match what Giannis is doing right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. What music you grew up on? Like what did you listen to? I I already know that we grew up. With, I know some of the same shit. But what you what you jamming? What you jamming growing up? Growing up, West Coast. Yeah, I'm All a West day. Coast so snoop. But it started early. It was like early, like E40, too short. Cause Spice I was born, one. I was born Spice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I grew up on the uh, Mac Malls. All of, oh man, you bringing it back. You know, mm-hmm. you, man, know, you, know. know you know, <laughs> you know, you <laughs> know. Oh, and then you know when I moved to LA, it was all about Snoop, Dre, Pac. Yeah, heavy West Coast. I never had a chance to meet Pac. I saw Pac though. Okay. I saw him. I was in college and I went down to Freak Nick. I don't know if you know Atlanta. 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 It was like a holiday. It's spring break for yeah. Atlanta. They don't, yeah. You know, everybody go out there. And so I went out there in college, and he was at Lennox Mall. And so I just saw him walk by, and I just saw a crowd of people around him. Mm. It was like just seeing his aura. It was like, man, I never met him, but I had a chance to, like, see him, like, and see him move. I was like, they go pipe. I was like, they go pop. Mm. From one artist to another, you pinned something. You were a big fan of Prince and named your son. Yeah, Prince is a legend, man. I mean, you know, rest in peace, we're gonna let you man. Slide he with one the of Prince the best. Noise. Oh, that was. Oh we're no, 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 no. That's a dark skin version of Prince. Hey, people. Hey, you know what's so funny? People, guys is dressing like Prince now. Man, they killing. They killing me with that. And they not even know that. Man, they killing me with that too. Oh, they dressing like Prince. There's only one Prince, dog. There's only one Prince. And he was doing this 30 years ago. Yes. Oh, that's crazy, ain't it? Nah, shout out to Prince. That was One his swag, time, though. He wasn't trying to, was you know what I'm saying? That was just, that was just his swag. Finish Ain't it off, Jack. <laughs> oh, I thought, oh, you want to do that again? <laughs> top five oh. artists of all time. You know, you see we got our... Ooh, top five artists? Yeah, top five for artists me, of all for time. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your order, opinion. Your order. opinion. Your opinion. No order? Top five uh, all time. Uh, well, I got two of them that's on this wall. Of course. For sure, Biggie and Tupac. And I'm going to throw Jay-Z in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, man, it's hard not to just... Everybody just, gets stuck after those three. Jay-Z, Pop, Big, everybody gets stuck right there. All right, I'm going to go off what I used to, what I, what, who I used to just always bump all the time. Ooh, damn, that's, that's the spot, Snoop. Mm, Snoop. Snoop, mm-hmm. Snoop for show. Snoop. And then that last one, oh, man, I'm going to have to go some throwback. I'm gonna say Eric B and Rock King. Eric B and Rock can't go wrong. Ooh. Teachers, That's yeah, teachers. I like Eric. I used to bump him they all day. They teachers of the game. Eric B, that they they was hard. Eric Eric Rock I'm gonna say Rock That's nice. We in a nice space right now. I was fortunate enough to battle a little bit with Stephen A. Smith on first take about cannabis and sports. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're someone that's in the business in the space. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts overall? Can, the, the the business of cannabis and then athletes, the cannabis. I mean, I think. The more and more people get the knowledge, you know, they're starting to be more accepted because, like, us growing up, you look at it as a, like, people always looked at cannabis as a gateway drug to other Mm -hmm. things, which is not. Gateway to snacks. (laughs) Gateway (laughs) to to go get something to eat. That's all. Right. And I I think it's been widely accepted. And I'm in the cannabis business. Mm -hmm. You know, I do a wholesale um, distribution. uh, Western Green Mamba. Okay. And so... um, yeah, so I'm in the I'm in the space and uh 
you know, I feel like it's a, there's a place for it, and not only in sports, but in just life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the more and more you learn about it and learn to, to help, how I can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now we're in the middle of an opioids crisis mm-hmm. and where people are, like, getting addicted and dying. If you mm-hmm. have alternate um, ways of medication, such as cannabis, uh, why is there a big deal surrounding it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we but we don't look at alcohol. No. Right. The same way, It'll like, but what, the way we look at, the like, that's really, that, like that stuff are... that's really killing you, we don't frown upon, but we frown upon cannabis. These things actually helps you, right? You got that. I mean, you know, hard alcohol sponsors are sponsoring professional teams. Professional teams, you know, like you said, motherfucking Celtics were smoking cigarettes in the locker room. How many people those take yeah. down? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the real like that's, problems they is. don't look at. But I think because cannabis has been stereotyped as a black drug for such a long time that it's really starting to. People realize that it's not. It's, right. it, it has no no color. Everybody, right. you know, everybody partakes. And like you said, I think the key is the education and continue. Yeah, to you gotta get yourself. educated on it, and then figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no big deal <laughs> at all. Quick hitters, favorite road crowd to silence. New York Knicks. We had some big boys there. Oh, what? Some big boys in the oh, Almost gave yeah, Nate a concussion. Oh man, that yeah. was classic. Yeah. That was classic. They, yeah. they oh, was more man. excited than you. I know, man. I was in my moment. I was in my moment. Like, He's you know, I hit the game winner. Too. <laughs> just jumping everywhere. Nick, they sit your motherfucker. Oh, that picture. Down. That picture I Midnight, got. Though. Oh, that's the funniest Nate. picture ever. Nate jumping yeah. up and falling on his neck, dog. I was like, <laughs> but still jump right back up. I know. <laughs> your your, your all time clutch five. All time clutch. Who I think is clutch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Top five. Top five. For sure, Jordan. For sure, Kobe. Um, Larry Bird. Nice. Larry Bird. I'm going to say Jordan, Bird, Magic. Mm-hmm. Got to throw Magic in there. I mean, I remember that. You know, mm-hmm. we still play that hook shot he mm-hmm. hit in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and last one, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it up to D-Wade, man. Mm-hmm. Clutch. Yeah, Super for clutch. sure. Flash. Shout out Flash, shot. man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it up to D-Wade. He up there, man. I like that. Toughest matchup of your career. Toughest matchup, you know what? I didn't say different people over different time because think about this. I have to play against Vince Carter, mm. Melo, LeBron, mm. Kobe, T Mac. Mm. This goes on. <laughs> like, <laughs> this goes on. Like, oh, like, Anyone yeah. can give you fifty but, in a heartbeat. Man. It's just they can kill you in so many different ways. And I think at some point, all of them have given me 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen a picture of all us on there. And it's a smile of Kobe gave you 40. And we oh, all on there smiling. Oh, I see that. When we was in there. <laughs> oh, I remember that thing. I see and then that look, They had Jayla Rose with two mouths. Because he had, because he put 80 on Jayla. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I, I mean, but I, I, I consistently go back because... All them guys is hard to guard, mm-hmm. but like for me, I'm gonna say Melo mm. because Melo oh, made you feel inside it. Inside out, and he's strong. No, as but fuck like too. how he made you feel him, like feel his points. And what I mean by that is like he gonna like give you some shoulders all night in your chest. He gonna like he gonna be physical, more physical mm-hmm. than all the rest of them with his forty. Mm-hmm. 
And same with, similar I didn't to you, appreciate though. that. Similar to you. That's what you used to do yeah. to us, though. Put that big-ass shoulder body on us. <laughs> but, like, for somebody right. to do that to you, you, like, didn't <laughs> right. appreciate yeah, that, yeah. though. You, like, damn. Like, and it's, was strong. his physicality, the way he did it. You know, the rest of them was more finesse with it. But his physicality of giving it, it to a you. Oh, uh, yeah, I hated that, though. I, 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 like, hated that. And so I'm, I'm going to give it up to Mellow on that that's one. Dope. Shout that's out to Mellow. Well, man, that's a wrap. We want to thank our guest, Paul Pierce, man. Yeah, it's good to be here thank you. all day. Thank you. Boy, appreciate you. Support my fam, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. We appreciate, appreciate you, man. you coming dope, by, man. man. I love what y'all doing out here, man. Straight up. Thank this you. is dope. We appreciate, appreciate that. that. This is dope. Oh, begging segment. Oh, okay. oh yeah, my bad, man. So, we, Paul, we have a I segment out. always that Jack begs our guests for something. Jack, what you begging for today? Well, man? since the conversation is going on, you got some grass. What kind of grass you need? Whatever, whatever your grass that has the highest level of terpenes or that tastes the best, send me some of that. <laughs> and I, we was talking outside. He got a sick collection of Air Force Ones. Oh, you need some Air Force? You I wear 14, you. don't you? I wear 14 and 15. Yeah. So do we. <laughs> I got you. I got you, dog. The session is official. I got you. I got a box coming your way. That's a wrap. Uh, we'd like to thank our guest, Paul Pierce, for coming through. You Truth. can catch us on Showtime Basketball YouTube channel or all platform streaming podcasts. All of them. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare a rested child is a happy child sleep tight stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. wanted for the financial terrorist attack, Black Monday. Black Monday was my idea. It's me, the Wizard of Wall Street himself. Mo is back, baby. 